We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games, prizes, and more. Go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and tune in. Also, go to modedstudios.com, M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store. Actually, the latest one is my favorite, which is a MAGA hat with BLM spray-painted graffitied over it. You got to go check it out. It's amazing. I put it up on my Facebook. These hats are selling like hotcakes. Go check it out for yourself, modedstudios.com. Now on with the show.
Resonators with their latest release, Vacation. Available now wherever you stream your music. Those guys have been on the podcast before while we were on Van Life and we met them in Eugene and they were talking about moving to San Diego when I was interviewing them. They were talking about this pilgrimage because they want to go to basically the cow roots mecca which was san is san diego and um they they, they're really excited about it but now they do live there and they are they're killing it so i'm really happy to see these guys just going forward with their dreams and pushing forward great song guys thanks for letting me jam it Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. T. Hao Boone. Now, he goes by Catatonia when he's doing his noise music, but to me, I know him. You know what? I'm not going to dox him. I know him in, 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 in streams. He comes in my stream. He comes into Raina's stream. So we're practically friends. We send him grits and a patch. No, I, I, I love him. He, uh, uh, he he's, he's, he's an incredible artist. He, he, he's an actor. He's a musician. He lives in Singapore. And holy shit, that is a different place than America. And uh, it was really, really cool to talk to him about, you know, just the, the I mean, I guess the differences, but also similarities and, and you know, just the different types of freedoms that uh, different countries experience so uh, we go deep into it and i hope you guys enjoy it but first go to reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go check out reina mystique she is streaming or 
She's streaming her ass off. She streams Tuesday, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Go go check out her schedule. You can find her on twitch.tv slash randommystique as well. You can find me at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We stream in every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we're having a great time with that shit. It, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm having just a ball. Like <laughs> now that I'm starting to get a grip on the space shuttle that I have to command every time I go in there, the, the tech, it, it's just, it's insane. But now that I'm sort of getting it, it it's definitely, uh, I'm getting more relaxed with it. I'm able to communicate better with, with the, our guest and with our chat. And so really happy with it so go check that out come hang out let's do that shit you can also like subscribe and review like us on facebook instagram twitter discord all that shit subscribe subscribe on apple itunes anywhere you get your podcast please subscribe you can subscribe on youtube uh we do music tutorials and you get the live video well not live but you get the video versions of all the uh the now uh, the, the latest releases of the podcast, you get the videos uh, with your YouTubes and, and, and you can subscribe on Twitter or Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to run through this because I'm in the middle of so much shit right now that I have to get back to it. So we're running through this guys. So leave a review. That's super important. We really appreciate it. We'll read it on air. If you leave a written, leave us a five star wherever you can. It's much appreciated. You can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Now we're going to get to, 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 to Boone here in just a second, but I want to let you guys know that we're going to be going out on Boone's or Catatonia's song, which is called 1916. And we're going to end the podcast with that. But it's a noise song, and it, it, or the genre is noise. And I really, we talk about it um, because it's like a protest movement um, in Asia. And I think all over the world, I, it, it's really interesting. So we're going to be listening to 1916 by Catatonia, and that'll be the end of the show. And then I'll see you guys next week. So... I'm going to say my goodbyes right now. I love you guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Everybody put your hands together for my friend, T. How Boone. How has your day been, man? I know it's late for you. Uh, I mean, the thing is, we are... We are technically not in home quarantine anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still kind of paranoid. Uh, yesterday, you know, not yesterday, it would be like two days ago by now, it was the uh, it was National Day, right? And it was thousands of people were gathering around and seeing the fireworks and stuff. Yeah. And for me, it's, then what's the point of us being out hey. in quarantine for a few months then? So uh, we are now here. Okay. I, I just got to say this real quick. I know this happened in America as well. To celebrate and to thank our frontline workers, our healthcare worker, we think that the best idea to do is to fly fighter jets <laughs> above hospitals. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> so now we have, okay, so this is what happened on National Day, all right? We have fighter jets flying over hospitals 
then we have tanks. I shit you not. Tanks going through the neighborhood and people waving their flags and going, yay! <laughs> murder. Fucking hell. Uh, and in the morning and about 8.20pm, we have the siren, the public warning siren blasting out to tell us that it is time to say the pledge and to sing the national anthem. Whoa! Holy shit. Wait, is that, that's every morning or is that just for this? No, no, no. It was just for National Day. That's for a celebration. Yeah. To give you a freaking ass warning, right? Wow. I can okay. now confirm that. Yeah, whoever that is, I'm pretty sure that's a Singaporean. You know what I'm saying. It sucks. <laughs> I hate it. Well, I mean, so, I mean, like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with nationalism. I think, I think it can go wrong really quickly. But I mean, <clears throat> to be woken up early in the morning just, to, just so, <laughs> so you can uh, buy a lot. Wait, is it early in the morning or is it just is it like in the afternoon? Like, when is that? When when do you I usually? I can't remember exactly. I can't remember what time it was exactly, but uh -huh. I think it might be something like. 10 a.m. Oh, okay. So something is, along that line. So it's a little in the morning. I, I can see how that could be a little frightening to be uh, sound the alarms. We're doing the national. We're, we're saying the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> that it, that okay. seems a bit much. It does. It's scary. Uh, I I wrote on I wrote on social media when it happened. I can't remember what it was because the whole house just went. What the fuck just happened? Wait, is this something new? Is this something new that your country? It, just... it was. It was just for National Day, and it's the first time it has ever happened. Oh. And they wrote. And they wrote an article, and they say, "Oh, we are going to blast out across the island, the uh, the, the public warning siren, which is incredibly scary. It's apocalyptic, basically. Right. And they say, please do not be alarmed. I'm like, no, fuck you. We are going to be fucking alarmed. Holy shit. Wow. Right. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm getting no, the gravity so of think, this now. It sounds like we are. We have thirty seconds to get out of the, our house, and hide under the table because there's a nuclear bomb coming. Oh my god! Is that scary? That that it's does sound scary. Fucking scary. I used to live across the street from a firehouse, and every morning. Now this was every morning. They would wake up and start blasting an alarm. Like 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 it was like an, a, a tornado was coming, or there was like some kind of natural disaster, or we're under attack. Every morning, it was just to and throughout the day as well. They would do it to call um, the 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 volunteer firefighters to the firehouse, and they would blast this alarm. And I'm not I'm not I'm talking like it's like oh, hold on I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to give people an example. That's not it. Hold on. It's like this. It would be like, um, God damn it. Where is it? No, that's not it. That is not it. So it's like this. If you can hear this. That is what used to go on across the street from my house. Every day, throughout the day, at random times, but every morning, because they tested it. They just had to test it to make sure that it worked. Are you serious, motherfucker? You ain't got a fucking radio. You ain't got a cell phone. It's fucking the 20th century, son. Wait, 21st century, son. Use that cell phone. You don't need an alarm to call people anymore. It's, it's, it's to say the least, it's alarming. Um, so I, I get I get the frustration in that. In your, in in. It's incredibly scary. Holy shit! Um, I was in I was in Taiwan, and um, uh, our phones. If our phone just started to have this alarm, 
and it's, it doesn't matter whether from Taiwan or not, it'll just tell you like there's an earthquake coming. Uh-huh. So the moment someone sees that on their phone, they lie flat on their ground. Oh, so that was as close as I got to like like a natural disaster. Yeah. Like I was I was on like a two or three stories Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And uh, my whole family, like none of us have been to an earthquake before, right? And my my mom just kind of thought like, oh, this is what happens. And she was sitting down and behind her was this painting. I was telling her, mom, slide down. And she's just like, what the fuck is even going on? <laughs> I'm just flat on the ground like, mom, there's an earthquake. Holy shit, do something. Yeah. And she just sit there. Just, but she's been, it's been 50 years of her life and she had never had an earthquake. Yeah. And now suddenly the whole house is moving from left to right. She's just like, oh, I, I guess this is part of the tourism thing then. <laughs> part of the fun <laughs> experience the earth shaking beneath you great <laughs> uh, no the, the 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 there's something about an earthquake that is so jarring and like when i experienced my first one because i grew up in uh, middle america and in middle america the biggest thing you gotta worry about is floods or tornadoes you go out to the west coast you got you got drought you got earthquakes you got tsunamis it, it, the whole thing Um, so I never experienced an earthquake before. And so the first time I experienced like a real earthquake, I was in a, um, I was in a grocery store and I was checking out and, um, you know, do you guys have self checkout lanes in Singapore? Like where you, you just check yourself out. There's no person behind the counter. You just go to a computer and you scan your stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have it. I'm sure you do. I don't know why I, I assume that America, only America has this technology. Um, but anyways, um, th- that's part of the American mentality. But uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but I was in this, this uh, grocery store, and the monitor of the computer or the, the checkout machine started shaking like this. And I, I thought I was tripping because I'm not above using drugs. And But, you know, like sometimes I get weird visuals even when i'm sober so i I had to like close my eyes and look at again and sure enough the fucking thing was shaking i look around and all i see is this huge black i'm talking like this huge black dude sprinting out the front door like running like and it dawned on me and everybody starts running out the door and i'm like oh shit it's happening (laughs) so i like start going out the door because i'm near the door and then I forget Raina's in the store. And this is like 10 years ago. And me and Raina first started dating. So I had to go and get Raina because she went back to get like chicken or some shit. I go back. I, I start going to get her. And I see her ass laughing as shit. Like the, the, the lights in the ceiling are swaying. Shit's falling off of, off of the shelves. And here she is with a packet of chicken laughing her ass up. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. This is so cool. Isn't this cool? And I'm like, fuck no. Let's get the fuck out of here. Cause, cause it's not cool. And what it didn't, it ended up being okay. Obviously I'm okay. Everyone turned out okay. Uh, but like from that point on, I had to like, it messed up my equilibrium. I feel like, because from that point on, I would always get this feeling that there was an earthquake and it messes up my balance. And, and so I would have to like, there'd be times I would have to take a shower when I was still in California. That is, I would be taking a shower and I would have to like stop and look at something still 
because I felt like the earth was moving. So it like fucked me up me uh, uh, physically for many years after. I mean, it's not like that anymore to the point where I almost feel dizzy or I felt dizzy just at the notion of an earthquake. I don't know. <laughs> did, did, did when you were in the earthquake in Taiwan, or did you experience any kind of like dizziness or, or, um, or like your, your balance was off? Um, it was rather short. Uh, mm. Is this good? Just to check. What? Is it a bit soft? Oh. The volume okay? Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Because I don't hold this shit anymore. Yeah, fuck um, that. Yeah. So, fuck <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Uh, so it it didn't last really long. You know, it's like perhaps 20, 30 seconds. But that 20, 30 seconds was, oh my god! Like it was, it was in the thought of like, okay, like what I learned from 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 videos and stuff is I should lie down. But I'm on the third floor, and the logic tells me that I should be running down and getting the fuck out of the place. Because if it collapsed, I'm on the third fucking floor. Yes. Yeah. Right? For sure. But but then now it's like, okay, education, common sense. And then there's my mom watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. It's funny. It's funny when people... What well, I don't know why it's funny, but like when people are in dire need... And there's that one person who's just like carrying on their life, like like business is normal, like everything's okay as chaos is erupting, but uh, uh, around them, they're just walking down the street, drinking their mocha latte and talking on their cell. You know, like there's something hilarious about that. I don't know what it is. Just your mom just sitting there in chaos, just like oh, this must just be part of it. <laughs> this is part of the fun of travel. Right, right. <laughs> I love that. So. I Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was, I was going to say, the, the, the thing was, after, after the earthquake ended, she started going on WhatsApp and, and talking to her friends and stuff. Like, she just went on a roller coaster. It's like, <laughs> hey, guys, I just had an earthquake. Oh, the house was moving on left to right. Oh, my God, she was so exciting. I thought, like, I thought it was just, like, uh, maybe, like, the, 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 the cars were, like, really heavy today and shit. I was like, oh, we're not in Universal Studios. Can you just... <laughs> you we almost died. Can you notice the severity of what's going on? <laughs> She's just like casually just enjoyed her life. No, uh, this you know I mean it's those kind of people that you want to be around when shit really hits the fan. Because uh, I mean for me like my thought was like panic, get the fuck out of here, run. You know, and, and luckily my wife was like stay calm and, and just laugh at the situation. Now I think there's a middle ground. That 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 uh, that could be found there. I mean, maybe laughing at chaos isn't the right answer, and maybe running from it. But you know, being sound of mind is what the important part is. And you know, your mom was calm as shit, just like, oh, this is just we're just doing it. <laughs> I mean, that would make me calm if I was like a kid, and there, my mom was super calm and shit was going crazy, but my mom was cool. It's like I guess that's kind of a calming thing as well. Anyways, um. Uh, I, I'm I'm really curious on uh first of all, what is there a, a a lineage of artists in your family? Do you come from a family of artists? Do you come from a family of music or no? Nothing? Hell no. <laughs> what, what I'm Asian. I, I know, but I like, am fucking but... Asian. Okay, you must understand this, okay? In my country, the only thing that matters is the qualification that you have. 
Um, anyone who goes to drama school when you were a kid, anyone who goes to piano classes, violin classes, any kind of artistic classes, mm-hmm. it's really for them to have that paper so that they can go to primary school, so that they can have an edge to go to high school mm-hmm. and college and so on and so on. They don't give a shit if you can play Paganini on, on the violin. They don't give a shit if you can recite any Shakespeare sonnet. No one gives a fuck, really. <laughs> so... I, uh, I remember when I first told my mom that I don't want to take the science course. I want to drop out from doing science. Ooh. And I was going to go to an art school. My mom, <laughs> my mom just said, okay, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And she just went to her room, locked the door and started crying. Oh, shit. That is, that is, that is, that is Asia for you. Oh, wow. Like, uh, Basically, I mean, of course, there is um, kind of people that goes away from this kind of uh, like specificities. But usually if someone is to be an artist, they are either really rich or really dumb <laughs> or both. But that's quite unlikely. <laughs> Wait, that is so interesting. So, so dumb or rich affords you the life of an actor. In 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 Asia, in the Asian culture, oh, at least from in Singapore, well, at least I don't for want to, Singapore, like, you know, be for the oh. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow, that is so interesting. So, so then, so then, where do you fit? So, so are you are you dumb or rich? <laughs> I'm dumb as hell. I'm man. just fucking with you, man. Uh, I'm dumb too. I'm dumb too. Uh, to choose this life is like why, why. Uh... <laughs> But so so then, how, how did you uh, how did you get past it? How did your family? Uh, did your family get past it? I mean, are, are you on talking terms with your family? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Uh, I, I don't want to go into like a sob story or whatever, but I am am not in connection with my family oh, at all. Okay, right now. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. But it's just that it kind of hits me hard that I don't have that safety blanket anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in talking terms, I can't be like, hey, you know, we don't talk anymore, but I need to pay rent. Can you can you say, yeah. uh, you know, slide me a thousand dollars or something? I can't do that shit no more. Right. So uh, in a way, that kind of forces me to really look at being an artist and being a freelancer, whatever you want to call it, in a more serious and pragmatic manner at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, when, you, when you're just face when your back's up against the wall, you have nothing or nobody... It's like if you want to be, if you want to live this life as an artist, then you really have to start taking it serious. I mean, because, because you're right. I mean, there is sort of a luxury to being an artist, especially for in, in this country too. I mean, you, I mean, the, the fortunate thing about this country is that you can be poor and smart and and still make it as an artist. And I, I'm sure that's in your country too. I'm sorry if that came out wrong. I'm not trying to shit on Singapore in any way or any other country. I'll do that for you, Maury. I'll, I'll do that for you. <laughs> But it's a, but but there is a lack of respect for artistry in this country, um, and if, I don't know. It, it it is a hard it is a hard sell for some people to try to like convince their parents. Luckily, my parents they didn't approve exactly, but they were supportive. Um, you know, and not everyone gets that, and and you know, and some people do end up you know becoming dis, uh, uh, you know disconnected from their parents because of those decisions and and that's really unfortunate that's a really unfortunate thing so in singapore then art is not really valued all that highly 
I mean, it is like, for instance, like movies are important, like, you know, as a and, and art, people go to art museums and stuff. But like to be an artist and, and to pursue art is not something that's that's uh, looked on upon as 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 as, 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 a, as a profession to go into, as, as a as a logical profession to go into. Yeah, it's, it's just not logical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that works that um, kind of get credited and get people talking a lot are works that are in a way kind of something that you can brag about in a way. Mm. Um, so before, before Yaoi Kusama did an exhibition in Singapore, not much regular people, that means non-arts, people would really be going to arts museum. Oh. But I know Yayu Kusama, she would like to like, you know, draw out circles, you can paste, you know, it's, it's just very, it's very nice to take photos with. So her museum was jam-packed. No one really give a shit what her work is about or that she suffered her whole life with mental uh, conditions or that she was like one of the pioneering female artists in a male-dominated world. No one really cared about that. They just wanted to be wearing their sponsored Daniel Wellington watch, posing so that they can take likes and show that they are you know, cultured and shit. And in the same way with the arts world and even with the theatre world, there is such a extreme um, difference with the high highbrow theatre where people would be waiting outside the room, um, drinking red wine and eating cheese. Mm-hmm. And there will be people like me that will be getting um, people who are not so privileged to perform in playgrounds to be performing in national parks for literally no money and the money comes from arts grant and all that of course but you wouldn't see any wine in my place so there is always this kind of um duality with the arts world there is that highbrow be there to show that you were there mm. kind of crowd and there were the i want to do this because i want to serve a purpose i want to serve a specific crowd yeah yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, just just the just sort of the show that you are that you are um, a part of a a certain um, uh, elite crowd that, like that you are a part of the the in crowd that that you, that that uh, I see what you're saying. It's all about face value and not really a true appreciation of what the art itself it's it's so so that's interesting so art is sort of a a a status symbol in singapore but still not respected in 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 a sense it's only respected in a sense that it's that it's there for status i'm i i know i i know i'm totally condensing that into a a shit statement and uh please please give it I, I think that there are the exceptions where a crowd which generally pulls in the higher wages and higher positions um, when they will do something that is more socially aware. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, there is this company called Pangdemonium. Where they visited um, schools that were um, teaching um, children to young adults who are in the autism spectrum because they were doing this play called Falling, which is a, a autobiographical play about a mom taking care of a 17, 18-year-old autistic boy. So there are those kind of words coming out. But at the same time, is I always feel if your crowd is 
the crowd there will be able to afford that special education, will be af- able to afford all this special care and all these kind of programs for the kids. And you watch this show about a family who is middle class at best, who can't really afford to give a kid like a one-on-one treatment, then you only can understand and sympathize to, a, to that degree. Because after this, you're going to head out and you're going to be, you're going to be eating your cheese and you'll be drinking your wine again. You know? So it's in a way, it's great work that you're doing. But at the same time, is I wonder, is it in a kind of like a great tragedy kind of a situation where these people come out and go, oh, thank God that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Right. Would it be something further where they'll go, okay, I see that this is what's happening to people of a certain um, like class, you know, and what can I do as someone who is privileged? What can I do? Can I, can I sponsor these schools? Can I make sure that every kid gets to be given the most amount of um, care and work given to them so that they can reach their highest potential. Is it, is it a possibility? I hope so. I hope so. I hope that mm. in like a 15, 20 day run, that could be that one person who earns five, six digit a month who is willing to sponsor all these wonderful works that honestly is not getting enough like care by all these government bodies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. There, um, it reminds me of sort of in this country, uh, what they call, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, oh my God, what is it called when you're, when you're trying to show your moral superiority? Um, it's, they're showing moral superiority. They're sh- what is that called? Virtue signaling. Have you heard that term, virtue signaling? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's kind of like this, this thing, especially here in America, I'm sure it's all over the world, but um, where people will be saying things like, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and and all this stuff, and 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 they'll they'll attack people online for 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 messing up and and saying something maybe they shouldn't have said. It was made a mistake and said something about black people maybe that didn't come out right or whatever it is. You know, cancel culture. People who who show online that they are against this, you know, racism or or whatever it is, and and really in their hearts, it's like, what are they doing other than uh, writing something on Twitter? You know, what I mean, and that's where their activism stops. You know, they care so much about this, but really, it's only to show their social points, only to gain social points and not to actually make a statement or make a change or do anything that leads to any kind of real uh, you know, uh, real results or resolve. It's just complaining and yelling into this echo chamber. Is it sort of fall in that kind of category where it's just, I mean, I know, I, I know it's completely different and we're talking, we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. art and we're talking, you know, culture here but I, 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 I think I think arts and social awareness and justice as it is it's interlinked you you can't you can't do one without the other yeah, because yeah, if you exactly. if you do it really is just commercial right yeah and I think that's that's the importance to kind of distinguish between like oh do, are you doing arts mm. or are you just like performing mm-hmm. that's kind of that difference um that thing gets me very worried because it has been becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, recently, I, I, I saw um, people commenting, oh, no, how could this young girl uh, do this uh, dance of my ethnicity because she's of 
the racial majority and she's doing a minority dance mm. in a jokingly in like a in like a crude manner that's terrible that's awful but then i remember that this girl who have no idea who she is i don't know what's her belief does she, you know is she actually racist or not i don't know but one thing that i do know is that she's 17 when i was 17 i'm a dumbass the only difference is I don't have Instagram. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah. The thing is, now is, with things being so immediate and being such a knee-jerk thing, and let out a lot of things that are just regrettable. And unfortunately, with the internet is, once you put it out there, even if you were to remove it, someone could have screen-capped it. And that could mean something that is incredibly detrimental for someone who is honestly hasn't quite developed their own belief on where they stand when it comes to most like serious topics. Mm-hmm. So we're not giving them that chance to grow and say, hey, you know, I used to think that being this way was okay and I realized I fucked up, I apologize mm-hmm. and I'll be a better person. And people come and go, oh, I'm going to cancel you because you you make fun of uh, my ethnicity or my religion or this or that or my sexual orientation or this. I w- would love people to just come and have a conversation mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, you did this thing and I'm of that group that you are being prejudiced about. So I would like to come and sit with you and, and I want to understand why did you do that? Do you understand that that is from our culture? and that you are appropriating it. And now that we tell you that, how do you feel about it? Do you still feel that it's justifiable? Why do you feel it's justifiable? Because, because it's not so clear-cut. No. It really isn't that clear-cut. I wish it is. Because if it's that clear-cut, then life will be so much easier. I'll be like, okay, you suck, you're good, move on. Why do we need the court? Why do we need any kind of system? Right. Screw it. Let's... Yeah. No, um, the that the idea of shutting people down. Oh, hey, what's up, Plastics? Thanks for so much for uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Plastics, for stopping by. I appreciate it. Um, that idea uh, and Mighty Mighty, how you doing? Thank you so much. Um, the idea of shutting people down and like this girl, for instance, who had the unfortunate experience to be canceled and and it doesn't sound like she was a famous person or anything she just was a girl who put this thing on instagram and everybody hated her for it because they thought there she was culturally appropriating and and because all that happened was that they all piled in on her talked horrible you know i'm sure said horrible things to her made her feel terrible i'm sure she probably shut down her instagram or whatever happened happened and the unfortunate part is, like you said, that there was no conversation that was had. All that she knows is that she was bad, and now she's a racist, and, and that's, that's it. And she's been, she's been marked. She, that's it. And really, like you said, there's more nuance to it. Like, this is just a young girl. She don't know what the hell she's doing. And, and she maybe she just thought it was funny, and she was just having fun. And she doesn't hate, you know, other people. It was just something she was doing, and she didn't realize that it, would hurt, it hurts people's feelings that she did it. I feel like when you turn people and you label people and you say, like, you're racist for doing that, you made this mistake and now you're forever racist, you're shutting down a conversation that needs to be had. 
And I feel like without those conversations, what we end up getting are these uh, you end up pushing people in the arms of extremism, and I know that's a little—that's a little much for this young girl, uh, but it's true. It—it it, it is true. I mean, we've seen it in my country. We're seeing it here. Is like by shutting down the conversation, you're just creating more racist. You're not going to eliminate racism out of the hearts of man just by, you know, just by enforcing it. You know, and, and just by telling them that you can't say that. And now if you say that, then you're done. You know, like you're creating you're creating an uh, you're creating extremists is what I'm saying. It, you're creating you're creating people who do start hating. You, you're creating people who are because they're not being heard and because they're not being understood. They're they're just like, well, then I, I then I must be right. There's no one's contradicting me. You know, no one allows me to be contradicting. You know, no one allows this conversation to happen. So I'm right. And I'm just going to go with it. And then I'm going to find people online who are like minded and I'm just going to jump on that train. So and, and then it spirals out of control as we see what's sort of happening now, uh, at least in my country. Uh, it's interesting that in Singapore that there's that you guys are having that same issue with cultural appropriation. What what is sort of the what is sort of the big issues and the big topics that um, that are capturing the news cycles? Um, things like homophobia, transphobia, um, brownface are quite big. Oh wow! Uh, and sometimes to me is Okay, when it comes to a body that is, um, let's say it's a production. Okay, let's say if it's a production and it's gone through so many people, right? It's gone through the scriptwriter, it's gone through the costume department, they've gone through producers, so on and so forth. And it being approved multiple times, being vetted multiple times, and then it landing on a TV, or on a banner, or wherever it is, then maybe there is a need for an outcry because it has went through multiple eyes and multiple people of, of varying statuses have all given it a thumbs up and say, okay, you know, here is, here is someone who is Chinese, who is the, major, the, the majority in my country, putting on brown face and, and, playing, and, and playing stereotypes of, of the minorities. That's okay. And then to me, okay, then that you should say something because this is a corporation who is who is letting that happen? However, if it's like an individual with their own individual beliefs and 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 misconceptions, doing something that's regrettable, and you don't open up to that conversation, then that is where the issue stands for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and, and I agree with you to, the, to extremely agree with you that that. When there's an issue, when there's someone talking shit in the wrong way, it needs to be addressed. Even if it is a corporation who might have let something through or whatever it is, yes, these things need to be addressed. That's what a you know, that's what a democracy is, I suppose, is that that people have a voice, and if they don't like something, then you know they say something, and and then if enough people agree with that, then they change it. And so that's, I, I agree. I definitely agree with you on the fact that. Uh, Things do need to be changed. I'm not saying that we should uh, we shouldn't be bringing things up. I, I I think we agree with each other and we're saying the same thing. Uh, that that the issue lies in 
silencing people for making mistakes or if someone says something silly or does something stupid because they got mad and they did you know people were we're human we're human we're, we're bound to make mistakes and we're bound to say something stupid we're i mean i do it all i have over 250 episodes how many of those episodes have I said something just absolutely fucking stupid that when I listen back to it, I, I, I bury my hand and my, I'm just, oh my God. Like, it's just, it, it's disgusting. And, um, and, and not, and it's not, and it's not like I'm sitting here just like saying the N word or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, uh, I'm just saying, I, I do say things that can be, uh, conceived as rude or whatever. And, and, you know, I, I hear it, and, and it, it makes me feel gross when I hear it back. And, and that's how I learn, and that's how I progress and get better at what I'm doing. Yeah. Because uh, that recognition of the grossness and the recognition of of what you have done wrong is exactly. a sign of growth. Exactly. It's the whole point of being human, right? right? I wish that, you know, the moment I'm born, I could be like, oh, you know, I, I can differentiate, you know, where my privilege is and all that, all that. But all this is learned. All these are learned experiences and all this. You can only learn something if people correct you and then you go, oh, okay, so that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'll be a better person next time. But now conversations are being shut down one after the other. And that's a very, very worrying thing for me because now it has become a point where it, it can feel that there, there is lesser and lesser room to make that mistake and to acknowledge a mistake and to say hey acknowledge my mistake i i i hope for um you know that you will forgive me and if you don't i understand but i will just as a person i would like to apologize and i want to be better and i think what's more important than cancelling people and 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 getting them removed and all this to me it's really about putting your money in what you believe in if you don't believe in this creator or this brand or this corporation, don't buy their stuff. Don't share their stuff. Don't wear their merch. Because if they don't have a customer, then they either realize, oh, why are we losing customer? And they do something about it. Or they continue their ways and eventually they will fizzle out. Yeah. Um, it, it... I, when I was talking about you, I was telling people when on the show as as we're leading up to this moment, I was just saying, you know, like I, I think he's kind of an activist because of what your involvement in the noise in noise music uh, as a noise musician. And when I started looking into it, it was like uh, noise is protest. I think is one of the taglines, and and so I'm I'm just very. And so when I looked into it, I was like. Oh, this is like anti, like kill Nazis and like is anti-Nazi stuff, and it is like. Um, so I'm just curious, could you talk on that? Uh, what is uh, noise? Is is protest? What is that movement about? And what that you're involved with? And I, I don't know how far you go with it uh, in the idea of protest, but I'd love to hear about it. Um, I would say I'm <clears throat> relatively new to the scene. Mm. So I don't want to be like, oh, I represent and I know everything. Because I don't. I'm still incredibly new. I, um, I started doing this because I have always been very interested in Eurorex. But oh, yes. I don't have the space and I don't have the money for it. Yeah. I really don't have yeah. the fucking money for it. Who the fuck has the it's money for it? Except for those damn Europeans. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, Heinbach. <laughs> Heinbach, sponsor me, please. I love you, Heinbach. I love your stuff, but oh my God. 
<laughs> oh, anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, so I was looking online on ways that I could still produce sounds that in a way is uh, modular, mm-hmm. that requires a lot less money. And I figure out about um, using the mixer. So if initially my sound was incredibly primal and it was just nothing but sine waves and triangle wave and saw wave and just cutting through each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started building on, on more and more. Um, so yeah, about noise is protest. I think for me, one thing is uh, the, the culture of being an Asian. Uh, since we are a kid, it is very common that if we see an argument by two adults and we try to cut in, we're like, hey, you know, hey, uncle, auntie, don't, don't argue. It's fine, it's fine. Let's talk. They're like, no, you're young. You don't know better. Shut up. Keep quiet. Yeah. Or when you see your parents fight or you see your, your, some, your big brother or whatever, someone who is elder to you, there's always this belief, which I think is absolute bullshit, where if they have been on this earth longer than you, they know better and you should not try to communicate with them as as equals that you should bow down and shit. And I don't believe in that. So for me, noise is as un-Asian as it gets. It's as un-Asian as it gets. Uh, when we do noise shows, you know, we are... There are people that bring... Uh, there's this one guy who brought in a motorcycle and he used the, 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 the engine as the sound source. Or there were people that bring in uh, their own homemade, this spring fucking, it's like a fucking bayonet and you just step on, they step the floor with it and the spring recoils and that's the sound source. Or there are people that use hacksaws, there are people that use like this and just fucking crazy stuff. And that is protest. The, 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 the thought that these people are being so un-Asian, these people are voicing out these people are going, okay, we're going to be so loud. If you don't want to hear us, too fucking bad, you're going to hear us. Because when we are playing in any fucking place, like when uh, I played in Surakarta, played in uh, uh, Yogyakarta in Indonesia, we play on the streets. We get a portable amp, we play on the streets. You didn't ask us to be here. But you are going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so punk rock, man. That's fucking awesome. So, so it's, a, it's sort of a protest against that solemn, quiet, um, what Asian is perceived, what the idea of what an Asian person is perceived, this you know, quiet and respectful and, and you know... Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to list any more things it, just so I don't make myself look like a fucking uh, no, he's fine. an asshole bigot. But, you know, so it, it's an actual protest against Asian culture itself. Uh, that's one of my take. Mm-hmm. I also think it's uh, one very important thing is noise. And this goes around the world. It's a protest that to create art, you have to be trained. Mm-hmm have to uh if you want to be a painter you have to go through art school but if you fail art school you know then you are you are you're not talented enough to be to be drawing Whoa. or you know if you want to make music you got to go through abrsm and all that bullshit oh no you don't 
you fucking don't. No. Because if you want to make noise, if you really want to make noise, just take your pots and pans and hit the wall with it. That is noise. And then it's just about how you're going to build that noise and what does that noise do to your psyche and what you would like to bring to the people that are listening or walking by and listening to it. To me, that is the protest as well. The protest of elitism in the creation of art. You don't have to be. Um, some of the some artists that I love so much, noise artists, they are people like farmers. They are people who live in villages. You know, they don't really use much internet, if at all. They create works that you know it could be could be mistaken as some electronic musician masters in some university and stuff. But they have done zero training. They don't know shit about chords. They don't know shit about music theory. But what they got is that they make, they DIY, you know. They do what they can and they go, yep, that's my protest. I don't know shit, but I make it. So what can you tell me? Yeah, I'm here, bitch. And recognize me. I'm here. I'm fucking, this is me. I'm here. Yeah, man. I, 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 the, the idea of if you don't finish school in the art form that you're studying, then you are not the, an artist. If you don't get through that schooling, that, that's such an interesting idea. Like, because here I failed out of music school. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm done. And I'm a musician. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's just, it's literally just. Uh, you just wake up one day and be like, hey, I'm a musician. I'm a musician. So, and you just get to name yourself a musician. Um, whereas it seems like there's more of a, a, of a currency to school and, and, and finishing it. And, and that is what gives you the title of, of a professional artist. Um, what, 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 what is that? I mean, what... That that the that idea is that the prevailing idea for I mean as long as you can remember is that just now starting to change or is that something that's not really being changed at all? Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess that's a weird way of qu- asking a question. So is first is that was is this the prevailing this has been the prevailing idea for years and years, correct? The um, the fact that you have to finish school to become that finish school to become an artist. You have to finish art school to be an artist. Not really, uh, not really for art, uh, not especially not really for act, acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with acting, it it's more on on what platform you perform in. Mm-hmm. Perform on national TV, you perform on the playground, do you perform on a small black box theater? Do you perform in one of the biggest musicals in this country? Where do you perform in? To me, that is a more common way of judging your artistry. Yes. Uh, Right, I, as it should be. Like, what's your what's your experience? What 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 have you done before? You're right. It's not. Did you graduate from college? Because to me, music graduates from college. Some of them are the most stalest musicians I've ever met in my life. They don't know how to improvise. They fucking you know. Like as soon as as soon as they don't have a job, they're just worthless. They don't know. They don't do anything other than practice. Get like to me, some of that just seems just dry and boring. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you don't, here as well, like, you don't have to finish school to be an actor, you know, like, 
for me, it's all about your experience and what you've done with it. It's not your education because to me, your education don't mean shit. If you can't fucking, if you can't get down with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't mean nothing if I can't jam with you. So, um, and and that could be the other way around too, where I'm just not educated enough to jam with them. But still, <laughs> uh, uh, where were we at this? What the fuck was my point here? <laughs> well, you were saying um, you were saying that yeah. you were saying that experience is what counts as what makes an actor, and, and what you've done with your talent is what makes you an actor, not schooling. I guess I was going off of that. So, so there, so it's not necessarily that you have to finish school to be uh, considered an artist, but it it's just that there's more of a currency on it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean. If this goes with any kind of that if you were to go to an art school, you already have that connection. Mm -hmm. And when you get out, you'd be like, oh, you know, if you are if you're cool with somebody, then perhaps you can form a band. Perhaps they can bring you to meet some amazing pianist or bring you to this closed door casting and stuff like that. So there is still that merit of being in an art school. Uh but when it comes to over here, uh, especially when it comes to acting, I feel like a lot of people who are kind of regular people, they look at uh, whether you're on national TV. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a uh, goal to them. Like, they are goal to you. Uh, I, was on, I was on a taxi one day and I was on my way to this really unknown area for a rehearsal. And this 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 man was like, oh, so why are you going to such a weird place? I'm like, oh, I'm going for a rehearsal. They're like, rehearsal? Oh, are you an actor? I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, oh, is it is it for the national TV? I'm like, no, it's it's, it's not. He's like, oh, then what is it for? I'm like, oh, I'm doing this for theater. I'm doing this for I think it was a children's show. And then he's like, boy, how old are you? I'm like, I twenty. I I can't remember. I think it was about twenty twenty one. He's like, twenty twenty one. You know. Your parents have brought you up, birthed you into this world, fed you, clothed you, let you stay in their house for over 20 years, and you decide to be a theater actor? Why don't you make it big? Why don't you be successful and be a, an actor on national TV? I was like, bro, who, do you know who is paying for this cab fare? <laughs> you, know why you know what I paid with? I paid with this, this shit theater performances. That's where I get the money from. So if you if you if you really think that my work is like that trivial and it's not that worth it, please let me take this ride for free. If not, shut the fuck up. Have me to my place, and I'll never have to speak to you again. I I like it. I like it that he was just like, just become a national famous actor. Just do that. Just just be famous and rich. Just go do that. Why aren't you doing that? And, and the concept of and the concept of fame is so weird right like i'm not opposed to fame don't get me wrong i'm okay with fame but it's not something that i strive for yeah. um when it comes to fame it's if i can get it it's great because it means i can get better i can get i wouldn't say better i'll get bigger productions and i'll get better pay better pay is probably accurate though <laughs> uh but i don't i don't wake up every day and go oh boy i hope that i get lead actor on this nine o'clock show oh my gosh that's my dream that's my goal i don't care about what i want to say as an artist all i want to do is be famous it's fun that yeah. you don't have to you don't have to be an actor to be famous anymore just just take a lot of 
aesthetic photos on Instagram and you're on your way. <laughs> yeah, just 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 uh just prop your butt on on the side of a table and take a selfie or oh, the basin. Yeah, just get your duck lips <laughs> going and, and... <laughs> I tried the duck lips. I tried the duck lips. It didn't work for me. Oh, no. I, I tried I tried wearing a bathing suits and taking pictures, but I just couldn't get those sponsorships, man. It was just I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, um I I've been I wanted to ask you something because what I was uh really curious about is when I was looking at your reels, um and when I actually I started seeing another person from Singapore on Twitch, uh, a young girl who sings and plays ukulele, and I couldn't help but notice uh, the differences in accents, and that I was really confused when I heard her. Um, and I hope this is not offensive, because I, I don't no, know. No, it's, cool, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'm just really curious on like yeah. why she almost sounds European. And then, and then some people sound Asian. I, I know that you, I'm sure this is making someone mad somewhere that I'm asking this, but it's just very curious to me. Is it's that a fair question? It's a fair question. I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you ask me about accents here, I wouldn't care. But that's me. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. But some people would be like, "Well, why would you even ask that?" But I feel like it's a. I feel like it's a valid question. Of. But please, if if you have if you have any thoughts on it, I'd love to hear them. Right. Um, by the way, Chad, I'm looking at uh, what's going on. Feel free to write what you want to say because I will reply to them. Oh yeah, right? he can he can so type and ahead. talk yeah. at the same time. I'm sure I can type too, I and can't. I can reply to you by by speaking over. Um, I so yeah, back to the point. Back to the point. Uh, I grew up in a Mandarin only speaking family. Ah. Totally. I, I didn't know any ABCs till probably I was five, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, in kindergarten. And um, uh, that, of course, will affect my accent, right? Because that's where, that's, if you grew up speaking Mandarin your whole, until your early childhood, you, you probably have a much different accent from someone who grew up in English-speaking family despite being Chinese. Gotcha. Um, and, also, and also there are things uh, like we, we still worship in certain ways, the white voice, mm -hmm. right? The, the like like um, the twang and and the way the way you guys you know replace your your e's with d's. God, why? Just stop it. Uh, <laughs> British. Uh, anyway, <laughs> see, I said British. I'm so American now. Um, no, uh, no, but as I was saying, uh. So when it comes to people that might want to, or their parents rather, sometimes making them look like they're of a certain class, mm. they might get them uh, someone who already naturally speaks the accent. Let's say someone like an American who is living in Singapore as an English tutor, or or they just let them watch a lot of American shows and all that kind of stuff. And of course, there's things like being educated in international schools or are going to places like Australia and London and whatnot to go through their college education as well. So, in a way, um, the difference in accent it can be rooted down to things like, like the popular media being almost always American, 
So you grew up watching nothing but CSI, Lost, all these big shows where everyone speaks in that accent. You don't hear your own accent. And, and to be clear, my accent is after three years of drama school. I can't say three when I first went to drama school because I'm Chinese, <laughs> right? I can't. Yeah. I fucking can't, right? Uh, but I had to do this accent, which is, for me, at least for now, is as close to what I would call a neutral Singaporean accent mm -hmm. where a white man who has never been to Singapore can understand me. Right. But they can tell, okay, this guy is not from New York. Right. I, that's my goal. That's my goal when it comes to being me. Uh, I still want to keep what makes me Chinese and Singaporean, but I also want to be clear. I want to, I want to sound like something that everyone can understand. That's what's key for me. But I don't find that there's a need for me to appease to the white folks or to the people that enjoy watching all these white folks acting on TV or on theater by putting on an accent unless the character calls for it. But if I were to meet you on the streets or meet a director, I'm not, I'm not going to be rolling my R's and, and, and switching my vowels just so that you will be, oh, I don't know where this guy lives, but it's definitely not from here. Mm. I don't find the need for that. Yeah. No, I, I, and I respect the shit out of that, man, because it's like, fuck it, why, why change for Whitey? It's like, fuck that. Um, let me see. The, so it almost sounds like, is there sort of a... I don't want to say caste system, but is there a is there do do people uh put a value on lighter skin tones there like in different other other countries like for instance in Mexico I'm half Mexican so I can speak on this uh, <laughs> so stupid but in Mexico there is like white ass fucking uh you know Germanic um um. Anglo blue-eyed, blonde-haired people down in Mexico. And then there's like super dark Latino, like uh, you know, has you know, might have a little bit of um, you know, native in them. So I'm just in in Mexico, there is sort of this caste system where it's like the lighter you are, the more you're, you know, people look you know how racism works, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 there is a caste system here. So I'm just curious, is there a caste system in Singapore kind of like that? Or is it more like, or is it more go on like class? Is it more of a class thing? Because, I mean, in an, a predominantly Asian place, what I've read is that racism, I don't know if it can exist, but uh, that that since there's not a whole bunch of different races, you know, they're not really worried or concerned about that. Now, that's just my American, like, pulling that out of my ass thing I just said. So, uh, is there a caste system, first of all, or is it more of a, a class system? Okay, so first of all, um, in Singapore, there are uh, quite a number of different races. Mm -hmm. Of course, the majority being Chinese. Um, then there are Malays, Indians, Eurasians, gotcha, gotcha. white people, and even, uh, I think even for about, if I'm not wrong, I'll be corrected probably, I think about over two centuries or something, we have had black immigrants and people living in Singapore, but it's kind of like an un little to no documentation of them, mm. kind of being wiped out of history. Oh, wow. But recent people who are looking, digging through history have brought them back into the limelight. Thank goodness, because they have, they were one of the building blocks of the modern Singapore, right? 
Um, so going back, I think it's a mix of both. Uh, so of course there are unspoken that people were to show their racism if you're not Chinese or if you're not light skin. Um, for example, it is quite common for job applications to ask for people who are able to speak Mandarin. Of course, it doesn't mean that you have to be Chinese to speak Mandarin, but it's a lot less likely that if you are not Chinese, you'll be, you'll be fluent in the language. In fact, over here, not even many Chinese are fluent in their fucking language. <laughs> wow. Right? That's why I get casted in Chinese shows because I want the last few young Chinese people that can speak proper Mandarin. Anyway, so with such, an, with such a problem, of course, only, I would say only, but almost always it'll be Chinese people getting those jobs. But most of the times when you get to those jobs, you realize that you don't have to speak Mandarin. It's their way of saying we don't want non-Chinese here mm. without saying we don't want non-Chinese. Mm. Or this is from um, real life experience of my friends who are non-Chinese, like Indians. When they try to get uh, rental uh, as an Indian person, everything goes well. It was on WhatsApp. They're like, hey, you know, um, I would like to rent this place for a year. How much is the rent? How much is the deposit? Can I bring a friend? Everything is set up right and proper. Like, okay, cool. Uh, can I see the house next week? Yeah, sure. Oh, by the way, I just see that your WhatsApp name, um, it, it doesn't look Chinese. Man, what's your race? Like, I'm, I'm Indian. Oh, um, in that case, my, uh, the person renting the place says he's not comfortable renting to, uh, to someone like you. Oh, shit. Damn. So it does happen. I can't even send you like actual conversations that, is, that went viral on Facebook. So that shit happens, right? So this is kind of the cut system that you were mentioning mm. about. Um, uh, or the more class thing is, I need to say this, okay? Sure. If it's not talking about this, this why isn't this on? The, why isn't this being mentioned more on the news? Okay, so one thing that we have right now for COVID is that there is a kind of daily, daily to every two, three days report of new cases, right? This is how they classify the cases, okay? Migrant workers, community. Migrant workers, Singapore community. Migrant workers are the construction workers who are paid less than, a, less than an army person in conscription to do intense manual labor. And they are getting infected up to, I think last time I checked, it was about 900 people a day. And Singapore has about 5 million people. Whoa. A day. A day. 900. Community numbers is usually about 1 to 5 a day. Whoa. So locusts and people who are not working and building your houses and shit, they're going out in the shopping malls, they're having a good time. They're just enjoying their life, of course, with a mask on, but they're enjoying their life. Meanwhile, Thousands and thousands of mostly Indians, some are from China and some are from other countries. These people are stuck in this cramped up space with little hygiene and just disgusting. And they're not getting work. So they're not getting work. Are they getting paid? How much are they getting paid? They're already getting paid less than everyone in Singapore. Last time I checked the minimum pay of a migrant worker, it's about 450 Singapore dollar per month. Wow. 450 and Singapore is the most expensive city in the world along with Tokyo and Hong Kong. We are that fucking expensive. 
right? So they're 450. It's gotten so bad, it's gotten so bad that there has been a migrant worker who slashed his throat. There has been a migrant worker that tried to jump down a building because they're stuck in their homes watching all of their friends and co-workers getting infected by hundreds every single fucking day. Wow. They know that their health is at risk. They know that their job is at risk. Their mental well-being is not being taken care of. So, if you're asking me if there's racism, there is. There is also racism, and then there is xenophobia, and then there's also classism. Because if these folks, they are not from another country, they are not brown, or they are, you know, not all of them, but most of them, you know, would they be getting treated that way? Would they be not considered part of the community when they literally built this? Probably where I'm living right now is built by one of them. Let's be fucking honest here. Yeah. But they are now placed as another. How how it feels? How does it feel that when you t- open up the papers and you read the and you and you look at the news and this this country that you have you have you have you have set foot in and you're getting paid little to no shit and they go migrant workers. Oh, and here's the community number. Everything is going fine. Go enjoy your shopping malls. At the meantime, you guys will be stuck here for the next few fucking months. And they still have to, they still have to transfer money back to their country. And they came into this country with this, with the promise that they are going to make it big, they're going to earn the money so that they can pay. They can help take care of their children with the education and all the stuff. And now they come in and realize that they are getting $450 a month. Many Singaporeans are getting two grand, three grand a month easily. I'm not, but I'm a different case. <laughs> but that's the world that they live in. And, and like their food with, uh, before COVID was so terrible that it took a local take photographs of the food, which is like, here's a, here's a, paper, here's a, here's a paper sheet of it. And it's like a mountain of rice, a tiny ass fish and tiny bit of curry. And they're going to be working under the hot sun for hours on end. And, uh, and okay, here's what I want to say about the whole racism thing, okay? So there are people who are attempting suicide. And they're all migrant workers, right? If you look at the, if you look at the comments on the internet, people are going, oh, you know, um, the, the, the government is uh, letting them stay in a new place. Uh, they're getting them better food, all this. What do they expect next? Do they want us to give them a resort? Do they want them? Do you want us to, 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 to treat them like royalties? We already give them the opportunity to come here to make a living. They should be thankful. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. You try to earn your current wage. Your current wage, not 450. And live the exact life. Fearing for your life. Fearing that you might be, get your work pass taken away. And you tell me whether you you should be feeling grateful. Fuck yourself. This is fucking human rights. It's not about whether they are from another country. It's not about what kind of fucking color they are. It's about you are not treating them the same because you are a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah no. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we get a lot of that here too. Do, do you guys, um, do you get a lot of like blaming immigration for for national problems there like we do? Like we like to blame the Mexicans for 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 uh, a bad economy. It's the Mexicans fault. I mean, is it, is it like the Indians fault that, that you guys if you guys have a bad, you know, quarter in, in the business world? Oh, my God. 
Uh, but before we go there, I just got to say this. Uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time is Ralphie May. I fucking love him. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, and he said this. He said this, rest in peace. I love him so much. Yeah. He said, um, you know, you guys are being so fucking racist to Mexicans. And remember, California, back when California was called Mexico. Hmm. Right? So this is what I mean. Um, Anyway, back to uh, what was what was the question again? Oh, uh, I I was asking if oh, yeah, right, got it. Um, we have blamed um the 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 Chinese from China. We have blamed a lot of people. Uh, here's what I heard: really fucking stupid. Okay, again, it's in a taxi. I don't know why taxi drivers have the dumbest ideas, and taxi drivers have. Oh my god, I I, I hate them so much, <laughs> but they give my life so much meaning. Here we, go. Here we go. So we said, he's like, hey, uh, so the, 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 the economy is very bad. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Uh, then he said, you know, um, uncle has a theory. What, what theory? What? I actually don't want to hear. I don't want to hear, but I, I figure out, fuck it. Uh, and he said, you know, you know what they say about, about Muslim food, about Muslim meat? Like yeah yeah what what about it? So what what is this what's this bullshit about? You know meat is meat. You no know, why do we need to pray to the meat and then we kill the meat? You know I I think it's just a way for them to only hire Muslims because we Chinese people don't know how to pray the Muslim prayer. I'm like bro, how much do you think butchers earn? How much do you think fucking butchers earn? Yeah are you willing are you willing are you willing to 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 drop all the work? Are you, are you expecting like CEOs to leave their job to be butchers? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting what people will just find in other people that aren't like them. Just, just, just because, I mean, because of their own shortcomings, honestly. I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with their own shortcomings. And, and that's a whole nother conversation. But so... <laughs> yeah, I like that your taxi cabs, you hate them, but they give you meaning. Uh, I feel that, like Uber and stuff, uh, taxis here, it's oh. like uh, I'll go and fly in and I'll be flying in with like um, equipment, you know, like uh, if I have to go play a uh, tour or something. And then I have to load my shit in there. And of course, the conversation is like, oh, you're a musician. And then it just. <laughs> Slowly, and then all of a sudden, you know, by the time you get to your location, you find out that this guy is not only racist, uh, but <laughs> he also has some interesting thoughts about the gays, and, <laughs> and you know, and, like, and you're just like, okay, bro. I it, a lot of times, because you can't really lie when you're loading a huge keyboard into the back, so you, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm just, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, but and I'm not anybody, anyways. I'm not trying to say I'm somebody in America. All I'm saying is that. Uh, that uh, you know, you get questions, and sometimes after you get off a flight, you don't want to talk to some asshole that fucking is driving you around. <laughs> it's not that I'm a, I'm an asshole that don't like to talk to people, but my god, sometimes when you're talking to some people who are, you know, clearly dull-eyed and and just kind of dumb, it's like you don't really want to invest your energy into that because it's like shit, man. I got other things I got to deal with <laughs> besides listen to your dumbass ramble on about the Mexicans or you know the Muslims um, with it. Dude, it's it's it. What the the Muslim thing is is interesting because in China right now they're rounding up Muslims and and putting them on trains. Like what 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 happened? Why why do Asians not like Muslims now? 
I, not that you're like the spokesperson for all the Asians in 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 Asia, but but I mean I I assume that you might have a better understanding than my American dumbass over here who just gets his news secondhand from some cracker on YouTube. So I, I'm just I'm just curious. I mean what what what's the what what's the deal with that? What's the deal? What's I don't know. Okay. I'm not Seinfeld. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> That's another thing. You are so <laughs> hip to American culture. When uh, because, uh, because our TV is filled with it. We don't know much about our own culture. In fact, one thing about our culture is that our culture is constantly changing because our culture is money. Mm. It's our culture. We have a wonderful place. Let's say we have a beautiful, wonderful swimming pool. Don't expect it to last too long unless it makes money. We have a wonderful, beautiful museum, but museums don't make money. So unless it's being funded somehow, it's not going to stay. So our cultures are constantly changing to whatever is profitable. Wow. So American culture is profitable because it sells. Yeah. But that's in a way, in a way, that's my culture. My culture is your culture. <laughs> Just secondhand, right? I, uh, I, I could I, I could see that. I mean, like, we have definitely invaded the world with whatever the fuck this is. But, um, but but that was what was so interesting to find out that when we did, you know, like when you're in these chats, you don't know who you're talking to. You just see a name. You just see, you know, whispering glitter, whatever it is. It, and you don't know who that person is. And so once you start reveal, once you start finding out about these people uh, behind their names, I was like, this motherfucker's from Singapore. He's like referencing like hip hop, like American hip hop and American like this and that. And, and so it's just really interesting to me that that you were so inundated with this and and you know I, I I don't know so so American culture is very prevalent in 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 Singapore. Liz, uh, and I know uh, back to the whole thing about Islamophobia. Mm -hmm. I think with any kind of phobia, really any kind of phobia, be it Islamophobia, transphobia, you know like homophobia all the kind of phobias you are only scared of something you don't understand yeah and it's nothing it's nothing to do with whether you're from singapore or whatever you are you know the fear is always coming out you know that's why people are afraid of the dark it's not the actual darkness it is it's what lies you know when you're in the darkness mm -hmm. so in the same way when people are saying like you know i i, I don't like the gays and all that it's because they are not allowing themselves to be around you know, the gay community and to understand that, oh, they are just like me, except that they like a different genitalia than me. Yeah. Who give a fuck? Yeah. So that's, 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 that's the whole thing about phobia. So I don't think I can give any input that is specifically Singaporean. Mm -hmm. It's just the only way to get rid of People being scared of people who are different is to get people to see other cultures. Mm. That's the only way, really. Yeah. Because if you were if you were to go into you know like a mosque and see what they do, or you 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 know you pick up their books, or you meet someone who is a Muslim and you ask about their faith, you know what they are about. I, I, I will find it really hard to believe that you would still have the same level of hatred as the person. I don't expect you to immediately go, oh, because I had a 10-minute chat with this Muslim, 
I no longer have any kind of misunderstanding about you. No, of course not. But since you already approached that person, it means that you are willing to go for that conversation, that you are bound to at least be willing to listen. And I think that's the key. We don't listen anymore. And people who are hate, hateful are people who are not willing to hear. Yeah, yeah totally, man. Uh, and you're saying that... Um that a sort of American culture is sort of uh, erasing um, Singapore's past, or at least whatever whatever the culture is there now. I'm not going to just say American culture in Singapore is destroying Singapore, but uh, but what I'm saying is you're saying that um, you know there's you guys are sort of absorbing all these other cultures and and forgetting about your own. What is it that you feel that's important to be remembered? about Singapore and and I'm not trying to minimalize anything uh minimalize the history at all. I I'm just I'm just curious like what is it about the history that you think is important to maintain? Um the main thing is that stop glorifying that we were colon uh, we were colonized. We have to stop glorifying it. We have to stop putting statues of our colonial masters and and saying that they founded Singapore, just like you no know, Christopher Columbus didn't found America. Right. They didn't find shit. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like if there's a penny on the floor, you say I found it, so I made that coin. Fuck yeah. you! You didn't do shit. Yeah. So we got to stop that. I think that's the key. Uh, I did a show sometime back. I I hated it. I I I when I got the chance to leave, I left. Where uh, it's a history lesson of Singapore where it's mostly for the tourists, right? Uh, where the very first scene, the very, very first scene is you play as a village person in the year where they were going to sign the, the contract for Singapore to be a trading port. Mm. And, and, and as, as, as the character, I go, oh, I'm so grateful. This Singapore is going to be a wonderful place now, now that this white man is coming over and taking my place as a place to put their fucking boats to, to put chili powders and salt and vinegar oh let's go visit them let's go let's go tourists and then they come and they watch the signing of the contract and go wow this is a new start for Singapore fuck that I think that's the most important thing is that we have to recognize that that yes you know, we are colonized but we have to stop glorifying it we have to acknowledge it as it is it's a bunch of people that use us for business and they left when the war came. That was all it was. They didn't, they didn't build this country up. We want it, it was like a, it wasn't even in their thoughts that we would be a successful country. They just wanted us because we were in the prime area when the boats can go by us with minimum detours. That's all we are. We are the we are the fastest route. That's really all we are. Hmm. Wow. Um that that's deep, man. That's uh so when when all that happened, I mean how recent is this that uh in, in Singapore's history that uh you know you're colonized? Is this in the last century or is this this hundreds of years ago? Uh, like how long ago is all this? I would like to say I want to Google that. So let me Google Yeah, go that. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you don't have to give me... Well, I'm not asking for exact dates or anything. I mean, that's... You know, I don't... I still don't know the exact date. We were fucking founded. 
They say it's July fourth, okay. but I don't think that's right either. But anyway. so we were founded mm-hmm. in eighteen nineteen. Okay. Um, and to this day, we are still celebrating it. Uh, the tourist areas still have all these performances. I the statue is of of the founder is still there. Uh, and last year it was a two hundred years of colonization, and we did a buy by centennial year-long celebration where everyone's like just hip hip hooray that we got out we got our cultures taken and 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 our land used for for white men's purposes 200 years ago we are celebrating it for like a whole year there was so much funds being pumped into it was it was it was it a violent affair not not your celebration but like to the colonization was it was it violent and terrible like it was for america or was it pretty was it was it a smooth transition or was it uh was it horrible and horrifying i, I won't know for sure okay no problem i won't I, know for sure no worries because, because how much of what i'm taught is really true ah i see so information is not always the the, the whole story is not being told that's always the case, right? That's yeah, always the always. case. That's why, like, um, I believe it was uh, Columbus Day was created because uh, there was, uh, I think it was the Italian-Americans who were being prejudiced mm-hmm. by Americans in general. So they found kind of like this figure that could, be, that could represent someone who is of power in, in, in America and they found Columbus. That's why till today you guys are celebrating Columbus Day. Yeah. It's, so all these narratives are always being changed to help forward a narrative by a certain demographic, a certain group. But one thing that I'm sure is that it it can't be a smooth transition. I can't imagine people that are enjoying their land, enjoying their place, enjoying their fucking freedom. And a bunch of whiteies come over and they go, oh fuck, this place is fantastic. We're gonna take over. Like, what? No, no. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that it can be that smooth. They're like, oh, you want to take my freedom and my land and you're going to park a bunch of stinky ass boats over here and bring more white people over. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, do it. Cool. I can't imagine that to be the case. Yeah, me neither. I was just curious because, you know, like... I mean, here in America, we like to we we like to bring up the past all the time, which you know you can't you can't. I, I am a big believer, and you can't repeat history. You know, if you want to learn and, and get better, you got to learn from history, and so you can't erase history. Mm-hmm. You have to keep it preserved so we can keep that in our mind of how bad things can get. But but then we also like to hold on to stuff, and and, um, and, and rightfully so. Um, we we. You know, like like your country, white people came and took it over and killed the indigenous people, gave them diseases, and and then rewrote history and to 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 make the narrative fit in a very nice little package that they could sell to the American people. And and that and what what I'm liking about what's happening now is that uh, we're we're exploring this history and we're, we're calling it out. But the problem is I feel like we're going a little too far 
And what, what we're doing over here is that we're actually like knocking down these statues of, you know, back in the Civil War when people were fighting for slavery. I do think those statues need to be getting to get rid of those statues. Like, why are we celebrating these assholes who was trying to divide the country <laughs> to fight for slavery? Like, that's silly. But then you have they're trying to tear down, um, you know, of, of prominent figures in our history that fought against slavery. Yeah, I and saw that, that. Yeah, so it's very confusing in that matter. So it's just like, it's like I, I feel like history needs to stay truthful. But I feel like what we've done now is it's is that we're recognizing it, which is good. We should be recognizing the pitfalls and 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 highlighting that so we know not to do them again. But what's happening is that we're going <laughs> too far the other way now, and we're actually starting to try to erase history again. In the name of justice, so and social justice, which is very confusing to me because I don't, I don't know how that really works. How can you erase this history, and then try to create this new one, and then expect everyone to sort of just be on board with it? It's just, it just, it seems to be going a little too far the other way. I mean, I, you were saying that there's, um, was there? No, actually, not. You weren't saying when. BLM and that George Floyd the incident, when the George Floyd incident happened here and the world sort of started protesting along with us, was Singapore one of those countries that sort of hit the streets too? We didn't hit the streets, but we did put a black square. Oh, yeah. Right, for in support and stuff. Um, uh, and it fucked up, fuck up the movement, right? Because people put the wrong hashtag and people who need crucial information, like, oh, what the fuck is all this black square bullshit? <laughs> No. Right. Oh. Well, I was just yeah. curious if there was a similar movement that started happening in your country um, to that sort of is addressing some of the same issues. That we uh, are there were a lot of people speaking up about BLM. A lot of people speaking up for George Floyd, talking about where you can donate, but, who but, you can talk to. Was there? But was there um, a movement that um, represented the issues in your country and not just America? Did it inspire other movements? Because I know, like, I'm pretty sure it inspired other movements within other countries where they were supporting the, the BLM, but also speaking out against maybe some of the injustices in their own. So I was just curious is if, uh, if that was sort of something that happened or was it just sort of we're protesting in support of the American BLM movement? Mm, I feel like the people who would also be talking about local issues mm -hmm. have already been talking about those issues. Mm. And there are a lot of people who have um, support to BLM and, and you know, brought in the links and, and, and fundraise even. Wonderful works. Uh, but when it comes to things, like I say, like the migrant workers who are having so much issues mm. in where they are right now, or racism and homophobia. My country is still a country where if two men were to have sex, technically you can go to jail. Oh. So, holy fuck, right? And uh. that's from that's actually from a Victorian law. Oh, Jesus. And, and the thing is, people don't know. A lot of people, especially the older folks, are like, oh, we need to keep it. This is our Eastern values. Like, no, this is a white man's law. Back in the Victorian era, you don't know shit about law. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are a lot of people who were in support of BLM but it are not doing enough to talk about what's really happening in their own land. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is 
I mean, you know, that that seems to be like a theme of this conversation has been, you know, sort of taking on other cultures, other histories and other ideas instead of sort of embracing the the local environment. And 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 I really do like that you um that you make a concerted effort to maintain your 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 roots, man. Like I I respect that a lot. And uh I mean how many like you said there's a lot of people out there just you know trying to leave that all behind um and 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 forget about it and and it is important to maintain and hold on to the thing that makes you you um where uh when the pandemic hit what was uh what was your what happened in your life as an artist like did everything stop I know you said that the people, you know, the immigrants had to keep working, but in your field, you're an actor and, and musician and writer. Like, did did your workflow all just stop too, or did, were you able to still work? Uh, and mm-hmm. how, I mean, okay. So first of all, please. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess I guess I should I should backtrack before that. Is like, how far did Singapore go in the shutdown, and then how did that affect your work? Mm, so, uh, firstly, the immigrant, immigrant workers uh, are not allowed to work right now. Oh, wow. I believe. If I'm not, oh, they they're shouldn't just not... be allowed to work right now. Mm-hmm. The thing is, right, what makes it scary is that they're now stuck in this like highly dense areas where many of them are yet to be tested. Mm-hmm. And so, they are all basically in an infected zone. So, that's where the, really the issue is. Um, and when it comes to COVID, uh, I first got the news uh, that it's gotten kind of serious when I was about to come back to Singapore from Malaysia after mm. I did a performance in Malaysia uh, where all schools were not allowing any outside vendors. So, you know, uh, assembly shows and um, extracurriculum activities, all that kind of stuff is no more. Uh, it kind of came back now for but it's a lot in Zoom and whatnot. Mm-hmm. In person, it's still not as common. Uh, I think, uh, and theaters are still closed in Singapore. There's not a single theater that's open right now. Wow. So that, of course, affects me as a theater actor. Um, and it, it um, having no assembly shows means I couldn't do the more, you know, regular theater shows as well. Filming was uh, stopped for a number of months as well. A number of months. Thanks for the gift sub. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, thank you, Raina, yeah. for that gift sub. Yeah. That is so nice. There you go, hmm. Snoozy. So, thank you. Uh, so, filming has uh, stopped for quite a while. It recently resumed, but with a lot of restrictions. Kind of like Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, but a less strict. A lot less strict. Uh, filming uh, was stopped for a while. Theater is still stopped. At least live theater is stopped. Uh, you, you can't really stop writing, but you uh, like face-to-face interviews that I do my, myself sometimes. That is that's only restarted recently as well. So we have had our lockdowns in phases, hmm. and we never call it lockdown because I guess they don't want us to panic, so they call it a circuit breaker. <laughs> circuit breaker. The fuck that means. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we were on circuit breaker for like a, a, a month and a half, two months. I can't remember. Mm. And then it became phase one. 
which is the same damn thing, but in a different name. And we have phase two, which coincided with a, a nationwide election in like two weeks time. I wonder, was that a coincidence? Anyway, uh, <laughs> So we're still on phase two. Mm. We're still on phase two. And when there's the vaccine and when safe to be out, and it will be phase three. And only when phase three is out, then will we have things like live theater and things like that. So for the foreseeable future, there wouldn't be much of an income source for me as a theater actor. I still get it with things like medical role play on Zoom for medical students in universities maybe corporate role plays, that kind of things. Things that I can still do on Zoom. Mm. A lot of my pre-COVID income is zilch right now. Wow. So what did your, uh, did your government, uh, was there any assistance that was provided to people who were sort of forced? Oh, wow. So, so, so then, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to dig too personal or dig too deep, but like, what what sort of did you do when, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, they're still collecting rent, I I imagine, right? Their rent didn't stop, so, I mean, what did you do? Um, I cried. <laughs> uh, and after I had a good hard cry, I had a beer. <laughs> after I had a beer, I cried into that beer bottle, and after that, I start thinking straight. Uh, so, <laughs> uh. So firstly, uh, this is an amazing coincidence. I was actually approached by a company to be one of their talents for their upcoming filming. I said, okay, I'm going to meet them. And I met them just about one to two weeks before things started shutting down. Mm. So when they met me, they said, hey, um, you know, we would like to work with you and all that. But as we know, the cases are rising. We have a feeling that filming won't be, won't be happening um, by the time we will start, start, we will start shooting. But are you, how are you with writing? I'm like, oh, I've written some stuff before. Uh, written for like, uh, music publications and and stuff like that. I've I've written. They're like, oh, can you show me? So I I show I show I show my boss. And he's like, oh, I like the way you write. Uh, would you? How would you like writing for me while this virus thing is happening? So right now, my main income comes from writing for for this company. Uh, That's tight. Yeah. Uh, then after that, immediately there was a like a like an eight. I think it was something like a five six hundred dollars for people that have gotten their work majorly decreased mm. or completely lost their job or something. I got it. I, a lot of people got it, and that's where the problem is. There are people going on forums saying, "Oh, I still got my job. I'm still earning my full income." But I just said that I lost my job and I got five hundred dollars. Mm. And people started getting pissed off. So when the second grant were to come, it was um three thousand dollars every three months for nine months. So meaning nine thousand mm. dollars, right? Um, the criteria originally was so absurd that most creatives couldn't get it. The original, uh, the original, uh, credential were things like you have to make all your money through the arts, which as you might know, it's almost impossible. Very, yeah. very unlikely. You probably have to do something really boring, like giving a fuck, uh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> or like, or you know, like, like, like working the F and B and stuff like that, which most of us do, right? Mm. Uh, 
So a lot of us fed, a lot of us give feedback and say, hey, you know, that's unrealistic. Here's why, here's why, here's why. And then they made it easier. They're like, okay, so you have to show that for the last two, three years that you have done work as a freelancer uh, to qualify. Uh, here's another weird one. For people to automatically qualify, you have to be 35 years old and above. Uh, look at your face. That's my fucking face as well. I'm like, what? I believe most freelancers are not 35 and above in Singapore. Yeah. Most of us. Yeah. Because most of the people who are 35 and above are in their offices. Yeah. And uh, we started questioning. We started like going, why? Why is this the thing? Why is this the case? And we, we realized the people that will immediately get the money, most probably, I hate this, taxi drivers. <laughs> The freelance it's a circle. It's a motherfucking circle. I swear to God. So yeah, the taxi drivers were, uh, were the ones to get it first, um, followed by people who are thirty-five and above, but in the creatives, which are quite a minority. People like usually people like DOPs, um, producers, directors, the older generation usually less of the actors, because most of them are not usually not that kind. Um, then a lot of us have to submit applications to get in. However. There is this, uh, there are like taxes and stuff. And if you get under a certain amount, I can't remember what is it, like 2008, 2000 something, but it's a, 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 some, a good amount of money every month. Then do you have to pay for taxes? So I don't earn enough. And a lot of us didn't earn enough, so we didn't pay taxes. Uh, but it turns out that even if you don't pay taxes, you have to tell them that you don't earn enough to not pay for taxes. So we didn't have that form done for the last few years. So we don't qualify for the application. Oh my God. Well, that's horrible. So, so you were very lucky is what you're saying that you found a job that's kind of holding you together before, but there's so many people out there right now that didn't get lucky. And then, oh my gosh, I mean, I mean, yeah. like, what is that looking like right now? As, as you know, we go into what the fifth or sixth month of this. And I mean, is there a lot of people sort of in despair over there? I mean, like, I don't, I know there's 30 million people here who are going hungry. 30 million people mm -hmm. here who, who just are, are hungry right now and don't know how their next meal is going to get to them. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I, is that the same over there? I mean, I, I don't know what kind of kind of chaos that starts. Uh, so, um, when the virus first started, I was involved in certain groups that um, gathered resources to help each other and people mm. that we are coming into contact with without them having to apply over and over and over again to, to government funds because as we know the process does take a while and it's not a guarantee so um, there are monetary ways that we help such as helping them pay their phone bills their electrical bills water bills things that honestly are human rights you, you should be able to turn on a tap and have clean drinking water you should be able to turn on the lights things like that so we don't think we should deprive anybody of that uh, and beyond that there are also people who um, give their services in non-monetary ways like helping um, their children with free tuition uh, help them move 
things around, clean their place, whatever, if it's an old folk, right? So these are the little things that we try to help people in the community that for a reason or another just slip through the cracks and oddly being the people that are in most dire needs of immediate help don't get it because for some of them they don't even know how to send the application right and then now they have to send through this and show this text paper and show this and show that they can't do shit about that so they can't so rather than making them wait and wait and reapply and apply and talking and calling. If we are able to chip in the, the few hundred dollars so they don't get the lights turned off, we, we'll do that. You know, if they can pay us back, cool. But if they can't, we don't, we don't expect them to. We didn't pay them like a bank expecting for a kind of like, like investment of sorts because that's not what this is about. This is a global issue right now. It's a global pandemic. And if you're thinking about like what we can gain from this, then I think we have lose our humanity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just just I, I feel like we we are we're we're at risk of losing our humanity just by the disparity that this is creating between those who are capitalizing on this and and those who are just trying to get through it, and and that that that's a whole other problem of its own. Um, <clears throat> Amazon. They're like a guy. I think was it I think it's from America, right? Where he, he managed to get so many grants he got a Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't know, but what the I fucker. He, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but uh I, I hope that's true. Uh, <laughs> Why do you oh no fuck that is terrible. I'm just Holy joking. Shit. No, no, but what did hand <laughs> what did end up happening is a lot of money that was supposed to be allocated for small businesses ended up going to these huge corporations that put small businesses out of business. And so what ended up happening is we see a lot of prominent politicians, friends, a lot of elite people's friends, companies getting all this money. Whereas my friend who who is an inventor who who got his products into Walmart and and I you know into these impossible marketplaces to get into, but he thought of an idea, he created it, he brought it to fruition, he has it, he sold it and and he worked his ass off for it, and he couldn't even get a fucking loan. No, no way. He had to beg for for seven G's. He was asking for forty thousand. They gave him seven thousand, and that was he was lucky because his father was well connected. Now, wow. Um, that was the only reason why he got stuff. Everyone else, fuck you. Like this. It, it. So what ended up happening is that we had all this federal money that was supposed to go to help preserve local economies ended up going uh ended up going to a bunch of other rich people to make them more rich and, and i don't even have to bring up amazon's ass they're like doing just fine through this pandemic amazon is killing it uh, and yeah so on its way to be a trillionaire holy fuck yeah man yeah he's 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 the richest man on earth and in history like it, can, we, can we imagine what a trillion looks like I can't. No, I mean, but... it's a crazy idea. It's a crazy <laughs> thought that this guy can can throw money at me and I'll drown in it. <laughs> I would die. I'd be crushed under the weight of the money he throw at me. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but it 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 is like a it does call on the question though, like where 
the the disparity that's growing in this what is that going to make you know like people are capitalizing on this pandemic in 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 the best and worst ways and i mean what is that going to look like if we can't sort of bring those back into balance which it's not in balance now you know it's just further the disparity between you know wealth and poor and and the middle is sort of getting eliminated over here in our country. Um, I don't know. Like, is that a similar thing that's sort of happening in your country? I mean, is that? Uh, I guess I just don't know too much about Singapore and how it works. Uh, do you see sort of a disparity in in class and between wealth and the poor over there, or is is the middle class still holding on pretty well over there? I think there's always been a disparity. Right. Right. Um, we we do have some of the highest paid ministers in the world. So we are speaking something along the lines of 100 a month, um, which in US dollar is something like $80,000 a month. Wow. So, and that's a minister. And when it comes to a prime minister, you know, they could go well to, you know, you know million dollar, right? That kind of thing. It's just absolutely mad. Uh, that this is kind of money that they earn as civil servants when, you know, I, I, I genuinely have a belief that if your job is to serve the people, you shouldn't earn anything more than the average person that you're serving for. Mm. That's my take. Um, and uh, I don't think Singapore is capitalizing on uh, the pandemic as much as probably America is. We do okay. The the group that really do capitalize it are the f- food delivery apps. You know your food pandas mm-hmm. and all that shit. Right. Good luck getting it sponsored right now, man. You ain't gonna get sponsored on food panda now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But all these big ass apps like food panda and whatnot, they are making so much fucking money. And I have a friend who, uh, I have a I have a mutual friend who, uh, had to stop doing the arts and become a uh, like a like a deliverer. Because, you know, they didn't work. And he wrote this whole article about how much they get, how much the, 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 the restaurants and cafes and stores get, and then how much he gets. You know, the people that get the most are almost always the, the apps. And then a little less is the, 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 the people that, cre- that makes the food, that sells the food, and then the people that delivers the food. Mm-hmm. But they can do that because they know most of the people who are doing the deliveries right now have just got their ass fired. Immediate job that they can get since most companies are laying off more and more people. So these fucking major corporations are just leeching on like uh, people's downfall, really. Mm. Well, I mean, in that case, though, I mean, don't you think that in the case of like a food delivery service, even though they are connected to this huge corporation and maybe they're not paying their people, but don't you think that that was one of those services that like, and even with Amazon, I mean, I mean, God bless it. As much shit as I talk about Amazon and Bezos on the, I, I mean, I, I'm very thankful that it existed because I was able to, you know, put together our streaming equipment or we're able to get certain goods and services without having to go risk going out into the, you know, into the COVID. So, I mean, like, there, there is benefits from it, but, I mean, I, I, I don't... I, I don't know what 
Because the economic fallout of this, at least in America, I feel like is going to be way bigger than, than we think. And those companies are going to be just fine. And they might lose some income because you need customers to, uh, to buy your stuff. And if your customers don't have any money and they're poor and they're starving, they're probably not going to buy your stuff. So everyone's going to feel it, but they'll probably be okay. Uh, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess I, I'm not, I was just curious on how it's affecting you guys uh, economically, how this pandemic is doing to your country economically and how, you know, people are sort of capitalizing on it and in Especially with Amazon, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I respect that they were able to give me this shit that I need to do this. But then on the other hand, they are also avoiding these huge, they get these huge corporate tax breaks that they, that they send their lobbyists into Washington to sort of, to, to, to sell to these politicians to make policy based on that. So they put up, they put up this big front, like they're all about, you know, uh, about Black Lives Matter and all this shit, but meanwhile, they're still, uh, they're not really putting back into the system that's paying them by uh, by these huge corporate tax cuts that they're afforded. I, I'm just curious on if that is something that is, is a, going to be affecting Singapore in that fashion where, like, you have these companies that are just getting so bloated that it sort of wipes out local economies and, um, you know, which creates a larger disparity, disparity between rich and poor. I'm just curious if that kind of thing is happening in Singapore. I know that was a lot, so we could back up if you need me to back up. Okay. Um, so we need to recognize that um, just because we are consumers and we are a part of the capitalistic nature of our countries and of our system doesn't mean we don't have the right to criticize said system. You know, you use Amazon and you have the right to say, no, I, of course I have to buy things and all that, but they're still a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They treat their workers I, terrible and all that. Yeah. The whole thing about black and white, you, there is, it doesn't mean that if you buy your complete belief of what, what they practices and how they treat their employers and stuff. Um, and, uh, so when it comes to over here, uh, before phase one, phase two, before phase one, phase two, there were a lot of different industries that were shut down or at least majorly limited. You no, know, of course, the arts like theater and all that, we are still not open. Uh, uh, what else? I, I'm not sure when did it open. I believe it's open. Yeah, it should be open now. But things like... Uh, psychotherapy counseling mm -hmm. was originally considered non-essential. I'm like, what? Oh wow, wow! And everyone is stuck at home and have and and like going mental with all the news. You're telling us that therapy is not essential. Yeah. And when phase one, I think it was phase one when they when when things started to reopen slightly, one of the first thing that were allowed are salons. You know, haircuts. I'm sure you know a lot about that because you guys got people holding signs petitioning to get their banks cut. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I, so there are all this, the, the whole talk about essential and non-essential, it's so confusing. Mm -hmm. I, it's, who is this essential to? Right. 
because I'm I believe if the people who are making the decision suffers from a condition, a mental condition, or they have children, relatives who 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 have bipolar and all that stuff, they wouldn't think that therapy isn't essential. They'll be like, holy shit, this is the this is the time that we have to make sure everyone gets their mental well-being checked. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't consider something as quintessential to me as taking care of the people's mental health, it's it shows how off, how how above, and just n- not understanding, yeah, like how this is affecting people who are getting laid off, who might get laid off, who have to who have to take up two jobs or who are doing more work for the same pay because if they stop working, they will get laid off. Because they don't. Because they are earning six, seven digits a year. Why would they understand us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just... So uh, I, I, please. As I was going to say, quickly. So it's, it always comes down to well, all these corporations, whether they get to benefit, is all the people making the decisions whether they benefit from it mm. and whether they see the benefit. And if they're so away from the common people, they will never understand. And to them, it's, it's, it's all about the dollar signs because someone who is, who, who is going through like, 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 like counseling, that is not like as lucrative a business as the oil industry, for example. Right. Why would they give two fucks about someone who is telling someone to take care and not hurt themselves in in a safe space they don't care they don't, it doesn't earn money right um you mentioned something that you you, you showed a little suspicion on the fact that it, this is all happening on election election year uh do you have any sort of um conspiratorial ideas on, on that i mean because there's let me tell you i got a whopper for conspiracy for you we can get to that, but I'm just curious because you alluded to something as in that you, you kind of feel like there's more to the story than they're letting on. Um, for legal reasons, I would say I don't, uh, I don't think that uh, um, the election being held within the, within one month or even two weeks after the country was opened up um, was a coincidence. But it could be, for legal reasons, I don't know. Mm. I got you. No problem. <laughs> I got you. No, because there's um, well, th- so this is a wild idea. Okay, so you know how there's. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Go ahead. Wait, did, did you just did you say did you want to ask me a question? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm I'm talking to my uh, oversight. All PR. None of these orders will ever happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know oversight mod. Um, yeah, well, there, there's a big belief here um, that after the election cycle happens in America, that COVID-19 is no longer going to exist in America. Now, I don't know about that, um, but I know that this is a real thing. There are people dying. My aunt almost lost her life. You know, like she like was on the verge of dying. She was on the the breathing machine and, you know, like and they say that once they're on the breathing machine, that's the end. So she fought through that and and so I know it's real and I know it's devastating. 
fired all the postmasters to suppress the vote. <laughs> um, well, that's another interesting thing is that, um, you know, uh, in regards to on how contagious and how serious this is, I was talking to a post service and no one in my city, none of the post office people, and they worked through all of it, all the postal service workers, nobody got one case. So just just throwing that out there, not trying to say it's not real, but I don't know. There seems to be some aspects to it that seem to be overblown, and it's amplified by pol political, um, by politics. Um, is that something that might be happening over there? Um, I, I don't want to put you in a. I don't want to pin you down to anything. So, um, oh yeah, so, Wallace, your cousin died. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Uh, my friend lost his mom and dad to COVID. Yeah, I mean, so it's real. But then you have all these people who are, you know, protesting because they need to get their bangs cut. And you got people who are saying they're not going to wear a mask because it's taken away their rights. And then, and, and as soon as as soon as the election's over, it's not going to matter anyways. I mean, there just seems to be a lot of uncertainty on the severity of it. And so I'm just curious, is that sort of a question that's being asked in your country like like because like for us we shut down everything and everybody's on unemployment and you know like our economy is shit even though their gop or whatever is doing great you know we got all these people on unemployment 40 percent of small businesses aren't coming back 30 million people are, are literally starving uh, you know but their gop is doing great um I'm just I'm just wondering and, and and it's all because we're forced into this lockdown. So I'm just wondering is that sort of the same feeling over there this this uh this questioning of the severity of our reaction uh to this pandemic. I mean, because people That's don't people that. don't think it's yeah. real. Like what I'm saying is, people think it's bullshit, and it's just to sort of throw a wrench into things, and to sort of uh, they think it's more of a power move than it is a real issue. Okay, so so what so what oversight say you know, um, um the, the 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 president turning the mask into a political statement. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Holy guy, holy fuck. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. If you think that a piece of cloth is going to take away your rights and it's going to be a censorship, have you been on the internet? Do you, do you, do you understand how Google works? Thank you for that, Do you understand, that, you have, you understand that your life has been living under major like filtering? That the news that you get, algorithms, if you watch a certain news network, Chances are, on YouTube, you'll be being fed by people of that same belief. If you watch something from the left, the algorithm will make you watch things more from the left. Or if you're more in the center, you watch something more from the center, more from the right, more from the right. That's why people who watch conspiracy theories will constantly be watching conspiracy theories. Because the thing is that these websites want you to stay and want you to be there as long as possible. Yeah. So, so here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... I think that I think that um, this virus right now it's 
there is so much that we don't know and we don't understand. Uh, and the longer that we question and we try to go back to normalcy, we won't get it back. The reason, the one good reason why we constantly, why we constantly are, are, are delaying, you know, getting back and all that, is because people want want to get back there. They want to like, take down their masks. They want to be in, in, in big major gatherings. Fucking Jake Paul is having like house parties and shit. That's exactly the problem. I think that's exactly the problem. Whether you believe it or not, whether you think it is just a flu, you know, which I will question your IQ by that point, but whether you think it is just a flu, you don't go, oh, it's just a flu. Sneeze on my fucking face. Right. No one does that shit. You know what I mean? So even if you were to think it's something as minor as a flu, doesn't it fucking help that you don't want people to sneeze at your face and you don't want to sneeze on other people's face? And if you think that not letting yourself sneeze, sneeze on other people's face is taking away your rights, then you, you're, you're selfish. You just don't care about other people. It's that simple. Hmm. So, so you would say it's fair to say that in, in Singapore, people took it seriously and, and that's people are still taking it seriously except for that celebration for your, um, your, uh, your Founders Day or whatever you called it. I'm sorry. Uh, your National Day. Are, are legally uh, required to wear a mask okay. and generally almost everyone do it thankfully um, once you know what's going on actually works but with things like um, the results of the elections um, the national holidays and stuff people were still gathering in big groups so to me is to me is if you want to do something you got to go do it all the way mm. If you want to be like, oh, we've got to keep our distance until, you know, it's safe to be that way. And I'm sorry if you want to celebrate the 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 the, the, the country's birthday and stuff, you've got to do it with Zoom then. Um, it, you, you can't pick and choose when the virus will be active or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't... It's a weird. It's really weird, and and of course America has has their own thing where they're just we're number one, we're right, and you know we're 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 chosen by God Himself, you know. So like, um, there's just this bravado here that just I think it just we bite ourselves in the ass with it all the time, and and we're just you know I I'm so all about maintaining preserving our constitutional rights here in America, but man, I don't want to like. I'm not trying to infect my fellow countrymen. And w the thing that I really liked, someone said it. I don't know who said it the other day, but they were saying that, uh, remember, maybe it was you. Maybe it was you that said it. Remember, uh, the mask is for other people, not for you. It's. It, uh, I think <laughs> that you might have said that in Raina's chat. It's like, remember the fucking mask? It's about other people. It's not about you, dummy. It's like get outside of yourself. Don't fuck. It's not just you in this world. It's not just me existing in a world. It's like all of us having to exist together. We sent eighteen-year-olds to war. We turned our steel to make tanks. You cannot buy gas on certain weeks to help our fellow man. 
but Karen needs her nails done <laughs> and people pulling guns on people at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's sad about all that, too, is that when all this went down in America, we realized how much we've shipped all of our jobs and, our, and the stuff that we really needed, like cotton and medicine. We shipped all that shit overseas. Which, in some aspects, that's great because we're, we're lifting the world out of object poverty. We're, the world has less poverty in it now than it ever has in history. Um, counter that, we have more slaves, like literal slaves now, currently, than we ever did in history. So, I mean, there's something there. That was a that was but, a, a, a talk by a medical expert for years in America saying, hey, we got to produce our own masks we've got to produce our own medical uh, equipments because mm -hmm. when a pandemic does strike it can't rely on other countries because everyone is going to do things for themselves and no one listened so when covid did hit it's 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 a rude awakening and something that it's it's not just affecting egos it's affecting lives mm -hmm. uh and and there are just like so many redundancy when it comes to where America is putting their labor and their time. Uh, like you guys are like pouring milk like by the gallons and just like and 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 you and there's overproduction and not enough like like a process to make sure that everyone is getting fed, everyone gets, you know, like 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 gets their nutrients and stuff, you know, but at the same time we are pouring out the milk. We're pouring out. We're we're throwing away the cheese, but there there could be something done. There there should be something done. Why are people starving when we can't even sell shit? We can't even sell the things that we produce our own land. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true, man. It's 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 very true. Why are we out here fucking overproducing and 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 we pay farmers not to grow food. I, I, you know, it's, I mean, it comes down to obviously money. You know, it's obviously always about money. It's always about maintaining power. Um, this interesting idea that me and my friend sort of were talking about is like, are you familiar with uh, the Jeffrey Epstein case here? Um, Jeffrey Epstein, he oh, was. He totally killed himself. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, so you're, 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 <laughs> you're up to date on it. Okay. So get this. This is this now. This is a far out idea. This is a far out idea. This is totally conspiracy. Um, back in 1996, in uh, what was it? It was in Brussels. What's what city is Brussels in, or what country is Brussels in? Um, oh. Not Bavaria. Jesus. Anyways, in Brussels, in the country that Brussels exists in. Um, what? There's a Belgium. Belgium. Thank you. There, back in the 90s, there was a huge case that sort of spawned um, huge protests in the streets that had to do with um, uh, pedophilia and the elite. Now, um, they found out that the elite was sort of having this young... Uh, they had children, they were raping children, they were, they were fucking torturing young girls. It was disgusting. And it was so gross that this whole country was like so pissed off that they all like 300,000 people flooded the streets of Br Brussels protests everywhere all over the country on like how could we have all these fucking disgusting pedophiles in here 
when you look at the history of power, and let's look let, let's look at two opposite um, two opposite uh, power structures. We got um, the Seminole Indians in Florida in South in Florida, and we all know how what we think about Florida here. Uh, Seminole Indians in Florida, and and uh, uh, was it the and the Romans or was it the Greeks? They existed at the same time, different sides of the country, different. Everything different, right? It's just opposite sides of the spectrum on how different they are. But still, in both of these empires, you had fucking uh, kings and, and, and the, high, the high ups and the people, the ruined class, always had little fuckboys, little kids around them that they could have sex with. And so you have these two opposite sides, right, of power. So, so that indicates to me that, that humans... When they come into too much power or so much power they don't know how to handle it, um, they need something more to sort of satisfy that ever-growing need to, to fill a power void once that power is in place. And so, <laughs> all of that, um, you have a bunch of people here in the United States and all over the world, you have kings and princes who are all being fingered in this Jeffrey Epstein thing, in this, this elite pedophilia ring. Now, what if... Now, just stick with me here. What if... Um, and Bill Gates... Bill Gates is one of those people who are being fingered in this, by the way. He was... He, he was uh, is documented flying on Epstein's private jet Bill Gates, and also let's not forget that the week that the pandemic came, that Bill Gates released something on Netflix about a global pandemic and has been talking actively about this. Now, let's go to Wuhan, where a lab, I believe, is connected to Gates. I can't remember. I think that's wrong, actually. Don't quote me on that. We have this Wuhan um, lab that has uh, con contagions, right? They, they, are, uh, uh, they have these... Um, uh, they, they create diseases there. And no one wants to say that it, it, it leaked out and a bat got out. It's like, we're going to blame it on, you know, the wet markets, right? We're going to blame it on the wet markets and, and we're, we're not going to give any homage to the fact that it might've been leaked or, or maybe just maybe we have a bunch of elites who had a really good idea about diverting attention from their fucking pedophilia ring by introducing a a semi horrible disease into the world right like this is this could be way worse right covid is terrible it's awful it's killing people by the thousands and it's awful and i and i wish it didn't happen um but it's not as bad as it could be Right. Like it could be way worse. Um, there's definitely diseases that do more damage than this one. So what if just what if you have these elites who concoct this? And by the way, not only did the pandemic divert the attention or potentially in their mind in this crazy plan, divert the attention from pedophilia, but it also made them considerably richer in the process by... Um, by eliminating, you know, local competition. And, and, I mean, look at all the people who are profiting. We just said it, Amazon, whatever. Bill Gates is profiting hard off this. What if this was all just to divert from a uh, potential uprising 
caused by the fact that we have so many prominent people in power who are fucking children. What if? I know that's crazy. I know it's crazy. But what if, right? What if? Are we going to get to the fact that 2020 and your government confirms the UFOs and aliens and no one even cares? Thank you. Thank you, Oversight Mod. Exactly. That is a great point, too. Just thinning the herd. Right. Exactly as well. Um, that, that is a great point, by the way, is that, that we're confirming UFOs and no one's talking about this shit. What we did Friday, we were talking about it, but it was brief and it was in between a heated uh, discussion about politics. So it only made the person I was talking to look like a psychopath. But but that is true. Uh, that, that was so I don't know. What do you think about that? What is, how does that resonate with you? Does that even make sense to you? Would that would that be something that you would you that that would make sense to you? Um, this is all speculation, obviously. It's all speculation. The thing is, the thing is, um, I have a very strong belief that people that uh are willing to young children, you know, uh you know, making them traumatized in like severely injured and perhaps even dead mm. just to satisfy a specific need. I don't think the need is sexual. No, it's not. It's a power dynamic. Right. It's it's that you know that these are if they are not too young, you know, I'm I'm they're all too young. But my point is if they're not if if they're not like, you know, fucking babies, if they are like, you know, like nine, eight year old is they are they are blank canvas and they trust you and you exploit that trust and you and and these people enjoy that mm -hmm. you know or that they are powerless like a baby so to me it's always been a power like a power struggle not even struggle just trumping over people and 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 having enjoyment with that uh so to see if these people who are not just like, like, who needs a lot of help, of course, and there are a lot of them are rich, powerful, well connected. I don't see that it's completely impossible that they are willing to get like hurt to even more people just so that they can continue to do the terrible and awful things that they do. While profiting tenfold. And, 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 and yeah, and that too. And they are also earning money from it. So it's a win-win. They get to not be caught out because people are too busy surviving and they get to, they get to earn tenfolds. Mm. I, I know I'm going to Alex Jones territory here and I, I'm sure you don't know who Alex Jones is, but uh, Alex, Alex Jones is a very... He's been cancelled. He was cancelled very hard. Thank you. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I love that you're just so fucking American. It's just so funny to me that... I mean, I guess, you know, in the age of internet and satellite TV, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody that, that uh, cultures can be shared like this. But the funny thing about America is that we just... We, we're not really interested in... Um, learning other cultures we're not really interested in that it's just like we'll take it we'll absorb it and we'll make it our own but like we're just 
<laughs> we're not interested in in like really understanding it. it um, I don't know. That was just a blanket statement, I suppose. So, what do you have coming up, man? Like, what do you have? What kind of projects are you doing? What do you, what what do you got coming up? Uh, you got any? I mean, I know everything's canceled. I mean, like, what what kind of writing are you doing? I mean, like, what kind of writer are you? I don't even know what kind of writer. I mean, you said you wrote for music mag or uh, music publications, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've written for a music festival. I've written for um, certain websites, but those were pro bono stuff. I wrote. I written for a metal website. Written for a music podcast as like. On the side, they do the podcast, and I write about one of their their tracks and stuff like that. Uh, and currently, what I'm getting paid for is I write for a lifestyle magazine. Oh, cool. Uh, uh it it pays because everyone still wants to look good in front of a camera, <laughs> so there's still that much for that. People still want to know, you know, how do they maintain the hair colors and curls and shit like that. So that's where most of my writing money comes from. Uh, recently I have uh I just appeared in a radio series podcast oh, series like a radio it. play. I didn't understand a fucking word you guys were saying, but I liked it. I liked it. I liked the sound effects, and I liked, I liked that the when the door opened, the bell rang, and that it paints a very vivid picture of what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then after that, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing. Uh, I originally met the director and the team back in like early March, I believe. And the original plan was for it to be a micro movie, mm-hmm. like a 40 minutes long movie. And we were so excited. We were like, oh my God, the script is great. This can be da 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 COVID came, so it couldn't happen. So I thought that it would either be scrapped or we have to wait until the thing is over. Then they, they, uh, they contacted me. I mean, or rather I contacted them because they put another casting call and said, the lady in the story had a great speaking voice. Yeah, Ooh. Raina oh, really liked yeah, her yeah. voice. She's yeah, like, her, her voice is, is so calm. I like it. Her voice. I don't know her personally, but nice voice. <laughs> uh, uh, so to work with uh, the virus and all the, the, the social distancing and whatnot, uh, they changed it to a radio play. Mm. And that was great. Um, I got to play a character who has level two autism mm-hmm. and it was really tough because if it was in a film media I could there's more like signifiers like you know like like the, the physicality and, 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 and all that stuff little little ticks and all that stuff but when all I have is my voice mm-hmm. and my character is primarily non-vocal holy <laughs> shit plus social distancing I couldn't be on a live setting where I could hear the other characters and I respond accordingly. Mm. So there's kind of like a preamp of what I think they will be doing and uh, like giving different versions a, a little less, a little more, a different variation just to hope that when they edit, they could find the one that matches best. So yeah, that's my radio play that I did recently, uh, Love Lamarck. Uh, wait a second. So wait a second. So uh, how did you get over that barrier? Then I don't know if you just explained that, but like, yeah, how did you get past that barrier of not having the visual aspect to work with? Like, you're not, you don't have your body, you don't have your tick. Um, how did you get past that? What were some of the things that you did to get past that? Uh, I still to indicate physically... that you were. 
Oh, you were still physically I doing things. Well, I was physically but but I'm saying I'm saying you know since it was a radio play or a podcast now, how do you convey that you're autistic without the physicality? Maybe I missed it in what uh, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I think it's so important to say that autism isn't one thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, the very first thing is when I got the script, when I met the director online and we talk and uh, all that stuff, even in the booth itself, is I'm constantly checking things like, okay, so what are my triggers? What am I more sensitive to? What am I less sensitive to? Uh, what's my background? Have I did I went through special education because I'm autistic, or did I, did I not have education, or did I go through a regular school? Was I successfully integrated in the regular school? How was it? What was it? Uh, and things like um, uh, I had a discussion with my director about the six levels of a meltdown. Uh, you know things like I can't remember what is it regular stimulated meltdown recollect uh re uh reassembly and stuff and uh start over there's six points i can't remember all six but even on the booth when i'm going through a certain line and i don't have many lines like i have very little lines for a nine minute show every little mm and hi all that i'm like where am i right now am i am i am i okay am i having the meltdown am i just finishing the meltdown am i starting over where am i so i'm constantly checking mm-hmm. the progress and i'm uh i did my research and i make sure that can with a voice and with uh the with the limitations that i have that i could show to the audience and and to to the autistic uh people community that i was not willing and i did not uh, portray a caricature and I did my best to show that this is a guy who has this kind of family and he's going through this kind of situation and this is how he would go through it. This is not uh, someone without autism like watching one show about uh, of, a char- of, of a character with autism and saying that's autism. That's my key mm-hmm. because there is so little representation and and mine being a level two, which is, you know, like level one is what people consider Asperger's, where a lot of them will go through normal school and one or level two are less verbal. Level three, a lot of them will require a lifetime worth of like assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, being level two, a lot of them are not able to convey their frustration or even understand that they're being frustrated a lot of times because emotions are quite a complicated concept or not complicated, a foreign concept for them. Mm. So I think that me being an actor and given that chance to finally play such a specific character, it would be an injustice for me to go, oh, let's let's scream and yell because that's what a meltdown is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's a... acting is just so intensive. Like I just it's too exhausting to me. It's like Raina, she uh she started acting, you know, just a few years ago, just like Three, I think it's so I seen the process of it and it's just man it's just it's I'm okay with just hitting buttons and hitting strings and and staying silent <laughs> that's my best that's how I do things well Boone I I really do appreciate you coming on the show I appreciate you talking in depth about how you know 
what it's like to sort of just be over there in another country because I am just the dipshit American who like I it's so funny how much I talk shit about how Americans are can be so bravado and just so just be okay with being ignorant and shit but then like I still have that notion inside of me as well I still am like yeah America's number one <laughs> even though I know that we're quickly falling and it's it's very sad oh thank you for the claps do you have time to do a, a, a quick game? Sure. Oh, uh, oh, before that, should I just talk about my upcoming stuff? Please, please. So I'm I sorry I cut you I off. Please. Because both of my stuff, most of my stuff here I'm going to talk about is, is not much money behind it if there's ever. Um, so one thing that I'm doing is called Revolting Bodies. Oh, yes, uh, yes. I'm working yeah, Revolting Bodies. I'm, it's a body positivity a multimedia, multidisciplinary work that I'm doing with people all over the world, um, Singapore, UK, France. I believe these are three countries. Uh, great stuff, lovely, exciting. Uh, I have did a few podcasts with them already. I'm hoping to do more uh, work with other mediums with it if, I, if I'm able to. Uh, so that's Revolting Bodies. Uh, Recent-ish, I was in this compilation album called Dead Nazis Everywhere, uh, where I did a track called 1916 by Catatonia. Important track uh, came from this conversation I have with people, or rather people having online and whatnot, about, oh, people need to shut the fuck up about Black Lives Matter. It's been so long. It's been, it's been 400 years. Slaves, rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, yo, if I just Google real quick, in 1916, White people murdered a black a black young man like by tying him on a was it a tree? Burning him and, and taking his body parts and taking photographs and selling as postcards, just Jesse Washington. And that's been just slightly over a hundred years. You know. And so and people are saying, like, oh no, people who talk about BLM slavery, they should just move on. No, no this is not that long. It's still going on. In, in ways that may not be as obvious, but it's still going on. So that track was very, very important to me. Wait, can you, uh, yeah, can so you say the name of that again? Jesse Washington. Uh, I will type it out in the chats as well. Yeah, uh, I, there's no, I, I, I know the links are blocked on, on chat, but if you... Um, yeah, sorry. But if you put it Jesse in... Jesse Washington. Okay, Jesse, uh, that's the... Night yeah, the one from 1916. Oh, no, no, no. So he, um, the, the name of your, the, 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 uh, of the oh, album. Yeah, sure. Of the compilation. Okay. Because I'm going to pull it up it's... so people can see it. Sure. Uh, it's called Dead Nazis Everywhere. Dead Nazis Everywhere, which is... I... Noxious Absurd. So with this, uh, with this record, all digital sales would go to Emancipate North Carolina. Lovely. Uh, there are also physical albums of it on cassettes, oh. on CDs. Uh, but if you really want to support uh, making sure that there is education uh, of people who are discriminated, helping people to get out of, uh, to, to, to pay for bail because they were in the protests and whatnot, please consider buying the album on digital. All proceeds will go to uh, such a wonderful cause. 
so that is uh, did Nazis everywhere? <laughs> did and then Nazis we have... everywhere, which yeah. is a very, very, very. Uh, it's a good title. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, my Catatonia is like twenty four, five, something along that line. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was trying. I was gonna play a yeah, little yeah. bit just so they can get an idea of what you what we're talking about here. Oh, there you are. I'm gonna play a little bit so you guys get an idea. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> on blast here. So this is this is Boone, this is Catatonia. His uh AKA AKA Catatonia. Looks soft, is it Naldo under it? There it, you go. I'm only gonna play a little bit of it, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, sure. But I will put it I'll put the put I'll put the full length on um on the video. Okay, hold on. Let me let me pause this here. Anyways, so sure. so it's <clears throat> noises, protests, and we were talking about that earlier about the the reasonings behind the noise music and stuff, and and, and of course the reason behind this album as well. Um, and I also wanted to pull up Revolting Bodies. This is Revolting Bodies. This is their uh, Instagram. I'll put I'll make sure I put everything in the Discord so you guys can go click on it and just uh, have fun with it. Uh, can one of my mods drop the, the Discord just so if anybody wants to jump in there, they can. And so, okay. Anyways, I just wanted to show that so everybody could get a picture. And then what else you got, bud? Um, right now we are looking for uh, we're we're we are applying for a grant. We're waiting for the results. If we do get it, then we get to we get to pay the the performers more. Uh, uh, but uh, we are doing a Zoom theater performance at uh the way the show would go it's heavily dependent on the audience decisions that's as far as i would go <laughs> yeah because uh it will it's it will the show will unfold as it develops gotcha uh, and in a way in a way i don't know what will happen because it depends every night on what the audience goes with it oh, which so, is the exciting part oh okay so you get oh hold on you can't even see my face so it's like uh it's it's uh it's like a choose your own adventure type of thing like people yeah, get yeah. to so sort of be like, pick from pick the outcome of a situation. Yeah, there'll be like voting, there will be a peanut gallery, there'll be all kinds of really really fun stuff. Uh we did a test run already and uh the response was really really good. Uh now we just got to wait if we get the grant then we have to polish it so we do not lose that grant as well. Uh but if not then we would we will put it out anyway because we are really proud of that work. That's awesome, man. I, I, I is that what you were uh, is that what you were doing when I I think Raina was trying to keep us up until like two in the morning or something. Is that the thing you're doing? I, I'm totally down to check it out. Totally more rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will turn down my uh, notifications oversight mod. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I'm still getting used to the notifications and shit. Okay, uh, is there anything else? Uh, is there anything else? It's, it's so not well, right? Uh, is there <laughs> anything else? Uh, really just take care of each other without l losing self-care. I think that is quite important. A lot of people are, are just being bogged down with all this depressing news and they want to be involved in everything. But the fact is that we have our own shit 
and we have our own worries. And don't let people shame you for not sharing every news that's happening and not being concerned publicly for every fucking thing because we are. It's just that we need to take care of ourselves. If not, we're going to be drained. That's key. Hmm. Yeah, man. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, let's play a game. If you're if you're down, let's do it. We'll do we'll do a couple rounds. This is called How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? You guys got Craigslist, right? There's a Craigslist over there? Uh, we had a Craigslist, um, but it's not for items. Oh, oh, is it for is it just for like buying like sex and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Tight. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Which is fine. Yeah, you know, like prostitution. I think prostitution has a bad name, man. If if um, <clears throat> yeah. uh, because well, I mean, if people if 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 it was done in a safe manner, then who gives a shit? Like if if a woman or a dude or whatever you want to call yourself, if they're wanting to go out there and they want to sell their ass for some money, well, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But the problem is that when it's illegal, it's like you drive it underground, and then you have unsafe sex practices we're spreading diseases women or the, the the prostitutes are being beaten murdered raped whatever because no one gives a fuck and, and you got fucking you know and their 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 pimps are treating them horrible or whatever the situation is it's very unsafe but if we made it legal at least we could put it in like a safe place where these People who want to be prostitutes can be safe, and there's a doctor that sees them regularly, and you know, like it just it's, if we just take the stigma off of it and just call it for what it is, people just want to fuck. People just want to fuck. They just want to. They just want to bust a nut, and and that's that's it. That's what. That's that's human nature. As soon as you start putting a clamp down on that, boy, people get weird. Okay, so I got let me uh let me get this uh let me get this set up a little better for everybody. Uh let me come I'm gonna I'm gonna let me come back to the main sending my no one bought it. Alright, give me I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up so um we can what is this? Oh my god, this has been on the whole time. Get out of here. Alright, I'm gonna get our Craigslist stuff, and I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see the actual products. Okay, guys, so the name of the game is How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? We're playing for patches. We got, this is pretty topical. Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself. There you go. Uh, we got Let's Start 2020 over again. There you go. We got, uh, we got uh, uh, San Francisco Wu-Tang patch. Wu-Tang San Francisco. And of course, we got Ace Ventura 2. Okay, so we're going to play for two of these patches. Um, and then we'll let Max level again. LOL, the ears are bleeding. I'm sorry, man. I don't know how to do it from here. I'll try to stop. I'll, I'll give you a warning next time, Oversight. But thank you for telling me that because... I will definitely go in and fix that as soon as I'm done here because I do not want your ears to bleed. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing? Um, let's do... Let's do a pinball machine. Who wants to do a pinball machine? Okay, so the name of the game oh. is How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? And the idea is it's kind of like uh, The Price is Right, 
but you can go over. So it's whoever is closest to the actual price is the winner. And that's it. So we're going to do two of them. We're playing for patches. And I'm going to get... Um, I keep wanting to call you Snooze Mew, but I'm going to get Boone over here. <laughs> I'm going to get Snooze Mew here. A, uh... Okay, I'm going to get you... Um... Your entire screen, yes. Okay. I'm sharing my screen with you. You can you see my screen? It's loading. Yep. I Oh, it's probably insane, isn't it? It is. Okay. Is that is that better or worse? Can, it's better. Can you see the and product? Just so that I don't just so I don't cheat, I'm not gonna look at chat, okay? Oh no, you can look and look at chat. Everyone's guessing. Everyone's guessing. Okay, so, yeah, let's do that. Let's see. Let me let me get here. it up here. So, oh, I didn't. I did the opposite thing I was supposed to do, which was I was supposed to get right. I'm sorry, oversight. I forgot. Hey, Mango, what's going on? One dollar. You you calm down, Mango. We're not even there yet. <laughs> um, hold on. Um, let me get my NDI looking better. Or right, not. My, I don't even know why I had to say that. I'm just gonna give it a little more so you guys can see a little bit more of the picture when we're playing here. So. There we go. Okay. All right. Oversight. Plug your ears. Here it goes. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Here it is. Uh, it's Indiana Jones Pinball Machine. Indiana Jones Pinball Machine, or Pinball Stern 2008, has LEDs installed and rubbers were replaced approximately a year ago. Very good condition. Everything works. Lowball offers will be ignored. So do not even try to lowball this fool. All right. Um, go ahead, guys. Drop it in the chat. How much do you think this item costs on Craigslist? I don't know where it's out of. I think this is out of Miami, Miami, Florida. Mango says sixty-seven twenty-nine. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, oh, you know what? Since you're on chat, uh, Boone, just drop it in chat. How much you think this is in American dollars? Ooh, 3,000, Snooze Mew. Rain of Mystique says 28. I think that this guy knows what he's doing because he's talking about like the technical stuff and whatnot. And oh. uh, I think 3,000 will make enough sense that that people might consider. That I, I think this guy is serious because I see another pinball machine next to it as well. Wait, is that Mango? Are you changing? Are you trying to change your your bid? Because once you, which I should always start. Once you, once you, once it's in the chat, that's it. There's no going back. So once it's in the chat, there's no <laughs> going back, folks. I should I should have opened with that. My bad. I should have told y'all that once it's in the chat. My first one was a joke. Oh, six seven two. This, this is true, by the way. I love pinball. I absolutely love pinball. I don't know about the prices of one, but I love playing them. Uh, I have like pinball games on my computer mm. i love playing uh the most recent one that i really like was the beatles pinball oh that's so fun <laughs> right one's so fun i was seeing if i could see you no we can't see him sorry sorry everybody we can't see our guests too my bad uh only only the pinball <laughs> only pinball matters here uh okay uh let me that looks terrible let me fix this okay oversight mod plug your ears here it goes fresh uh okay the dollar doesn't count okay uh, it doesn't count i don't know what she's talking about no reduce <laughs> oh i seen, i, seen, I oh, shouldn't oh. be putting the dollar sign on it 
Oh no, it's, you mean? it's totally fine. I I think she I don't know what she's talking about, and I don't think she's talking about you at all. So it's all good. We're gonna get our answer here. All right, guys. Let's see. We got all our our oops, that's not it. Okay, actual retail price. Oh, I forgot to put the fucking drum roll on here. Gosh darn it. Actual retail price on Craigslist. $3,800 mighty mighty I think you took who put $10,000 yeah, yeah. spice saucy chicken nugget you put $10,000 get out of here thank you for I that single bit thank you very much saucy I appreciate it um so yeah so mighty mighty send that thing in the with oversight I appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate that too wait a wait a Wallace what did you put I put through 3800 Wallace, you just change it. <laughs> Wallace, you just change your shit. You made me think I missed it. I was like, wait, did Wallace do that? Oh, okay. Wallace, you're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. Okay. All right. Mighty, mighty, you know the drill. Whisper me your address. All right, we're moving on. One more. We're going to do one more. And then we're going to let uh, Snooze Mew on his way. I'm just going to call you Snooze Mew. It's easier. All right. Oh, no. I just gave away the answer. Never mind. We're not doing that no, one. I... Damn it. Okay. I guess we're doing old tile. Oh, do you guys want to do oil painting or old tile? Oil painting. or How about you, Boone? O oil painting or old tile? Oil painting. Okay. We're going to do the oil painting. Here we go. Now, this is out of Blissfield, Michigan, which I didn't know which, where the last one was out of. So, But in Michigan, it's a, it's a shitty little town in Michigan. It, it's small. It's a drive-through town. So it's not like Miami where everything's overpriced. So I'm just giving you that. Just take it into consideration. This is a T. Fillins large oil painting. Flawless condition. Flawless. Um... Absolutely mint condition, ready to go from my home to yours. I'll even deliver within reason. Okay, so there you go, folks. The T. Fillins painting. I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. Drop those. Uh, drop that in the chat. How much do you think this oil painting is worth in in crappy little town, Michigan? Wonder would they go unbelievably overpriced because they think they got like the best thing in the world or would they just go so low because they just figure nah no one's gonna get this anyway you gotta imagine they're uh, uncultured blumpkins <laughs> I'm sorry but you know like some people just kidding you know like how when I know like what you said um, yeah yeah they no, might no, no, no. go ahead how people would bring like old Beatles records to <laughs> record shop and go oh this is worth a thousand dollars right Right. Yeah, it could be that as well, I'm thinking. Yeah, totally. It could be. I mean, like, who the fuck is T. Fillins? I've never heard of T. Fillins. I mean, that's, that could I'm be gonna, their grandfather. I, 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 I think I'm going to go that route. Okay. Okay. Fair. Let's, it's fair. Let's, let's say he goes for something like uh, this. Yeah. 82. Oh, look at you. Okay, okay. Is that Just, everybody? Saucy, you want to get in yes. on this? Give it to the guest. Oh, oh, Mighty Mighty says that she wants you to have the pet. So, um, snooze me when we are done. Mighty Mighty, <laughs> you can, uh, you can, you can drop me a, a mailing address, and I will mail anywhere in the world, folks. I, I don't care where it's at. 
anywhere in the world, I'll, I'll mail the patch. So, uh, okay, we got our answers. Um, so we'll find, let's see, actual retail price on Craigslist. Hold on. All right, open up. Come on, guy. Oh, you are open. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. I got the wrong one. That's why. Um, Oil painting. Actual retail price on Craigslist. I shouldn't have done that to my microphone. Uh, $3,000, folks. That's right. Pew, pew, pew. 8,200 guy better deliver for free, right? Uh, yeah, so it was 3,000. Who is the closest? It looks like Mango. Mango. There it is. Mango. I think this is your first prize that you've won. Mango, um, drop your... You can either drop in the Discord or, or Whisper uh, and let me know which patch you want as well. Um, Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, let's start 2020 over. Uh, San Francisco 49ers Wu-Tang patch or um, uh, 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 Ace Ventura from When Nature Calls. I forgot. It, it's uh, it's Ikusu Acho. I forgot what that means, but whatever. So, uh, Mango, do that in the Discord or in the uh, 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 in my whispers, and I will send that out to you. And since none of my mods wants to put the Discord in here, I guess I'll do it myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, uh, that was fun. Let me get Stu's Mew back on board here, so we have our guest, so we can properly say bye to him. Um. You're just going to have to see all my stuff, everybody. See my stuff, everybody. There's my stuff. All right. Thank you for those claps. I appreciate it. Well, Boone, I appreciate it. Um, where can people find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, what? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Okay. Uh, it's my name, but without any spaces. So T-E-H-A-O-B-O-O-N. There you go. How do you yeah. say your name, by the way? Like, how do you say it, your full name? Um, so it's T, like coffee and tea. Mm -hmm. How as in how are you? Boon as in good, you know, boon. Boon, yeah. yeah. So it's T how boon. It's not, it's not, I was, I thought it was Tay how boon, but. Uh, okay, so. Well, and that was it. <laughs> right, right at the good part. Yeah, no problem, Mango. I appreciate you hanging out and playing with us. I don't know what happened to Boone, but um, that's okay. <laughs> we love him anyways. Snooze Mew, Boone, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I'm, I'm disconnecting you, buddy. I'm sorry. But we will um, talk later in the discourse, I am sure. Um, let me see. What we got here? Sorry, Oversight Mod. I didn't give you that warning again. <laughs> okay, so what time is it? So it's 3 p.m. I have until 4 I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do like an hour set of music. So if you guys want to stick around and jam, I'm gonna be jamming. Um, but I am going to put on. Sorry, Boone. It's sorry, Snooze Muse, for not being able to properly say goodbye or anything. But you can definitely, um, if you have any more links or anything, you can definitely drop it in the chat or in Discord or whatever. I'm gonna put on some music for everybody. 
Oh wait, no, I'm not gonna do that. I got an idea. I gotta reset up, I gotta reconfigure here. So I am, oh, oh, he's calling back. Oh, he's calling back guys. I'm just gonna answer. Hey man, um, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Uh oh, and now there's no sound. Wait, one second. Yeah. Um, yeah it's gone. Did you have oh, one? Did you have something shit. else to say? Okay. Hi, hi. Yeah. Hey. Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's some Wi-Fi issue. Uh, so it's gonna be quick. Uh, so uh, yeah. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it open. So anytime. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on at T H A O B O N. Um. Yeah. That's where you can find me. Really. Uh. Hit me up. Talk to me. I'm bored. <laughs> Can talk to him. Just talk to him, please. <laughs> all right, guys. Please. I'm lonely. Uh, all right. Snooze me, Boone. I appreciate it, my friend. I will see you in chat, and uh, I will, I'll talk to you later more about um, the releases of this, too. So I'll be in touch. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right, man. Peace. Get some rest. Mm.